my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? It's a good day. Air is comfortable so far. Granted, it is like 8.35 in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, today what I'm doing, I am completing... With the final episode of the Animal Antics in Full House. Yes, I finally, the last episode in this series here, I finally come up with a title. And of course, the episode I'm covering today is Season 8, Episode 6, You Pet It, You Bought It. Yes, we get to meet Shorty the Donkey in this episode. So, this episode aired November 1st, 1994. Michelle buys a donkey from the petting zoo. Yeah, that's pretty generic. Let's see what the uh, the Full House DVD case says. <clears throat> Toys, candy, soda pop. Michelle has a better plan for spending her lemonade stand loot. She buys a donkey. I love this description. You know, like I've said, you know, some of these tend to be like hit or miss or totally off the mark. But this one, love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. So this episode's got a 6.8 out of 10 based on 164 ratings. Do we have any guests? We have no guest stars this episode. All right, cool. So this episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Greg Fields also helped write this episode. All right, we'll jump into trivia and then some goofs, and then we'll get into some user reviews. Kimmy says she encouraged Michelle to purchase two ostriches. It's possible Kimmy purchased an ostrich herself because in the second-to-last episode of the series, Kimmy has an ostrich in her backyard. You know what? Maybe she did. Yeah, is it Oscar the Ostrich, right? That's such a good name. The lyrics for Three's Company that the character Jesse always seems to forget in this episode is, Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. When the kisses are hers and hers and his, Three's Company too. Yeah, um, Jeremy is a big Three's Company fan. When we were dating, every birthday and Christmas, I would always get him the newest season of Three's Company on DVD. Danny mentions the savings account he started as a kid has quadrupled and that he was then up to $76.14. That means when he opened the account, he had $19.04. Okay. In the middle of the night, Michelle and Stephanie can hear Shorty, the donkey, from outside and they wonder if the neighbors can hear him. Right then, a neighbor yells, whatever that is, I'm gonna shoot it. Danny then brings him inside the house. After the family complains that Shorty's keeping them up because he's making no uh, noise inside the house, Danny says, I'd love to take him back outside, but apparently it's donkey season. Since Stephanie and Michelle could hear him even from the outside, leaving him out there wouldn't be much of an improvement for helping the family fall asleep. 
Okay, that clearly is not trivia. That is somebody's observation. Along with the other two. <laughs> See, this here, what I'm going to read next, is actually trivia. Joey asked Jesse to sing the theme song to the sitcom's Charles in Charge. The title character of the show is played by Scott Bayo. In season two, Jesse's best friend Pete was played by Scott Bayo. That there is trivia. The episode is titled after the phrase, you break it, you bought it. And that is the last bit of trivia. Do we have any goops? When Jesse explains about Shorty being donated, he puts his hands on Michelle's hips. In the next shot, he is clasping her hands in both of his. Why does anybody have to grab anyone by the hips when they're speaking to them? That just, I mean, not to nitpick, but that just sounds like something you do, like, with someone you, I don't know, I don't know. Moving on from that. All right, let's jump into some user reviews. Of course, the ever-faithful Power Man Dan writes this a 5 out of 10. Ugh. Titles it, I felt the same way the family did. This review was published April 23rd, 2019. I don't mind meaningless fillers. The last one was the fun bike caper episode, which I loved. Oh, how the mighty hath fallen. Okay, personally, let me stop there. Personally, I like the shorty episode over the bike episode, but that is just me. Alright, back to the review. It's the hottest day of the fall, and Michelle makes $221 with their lemonade stand. Planning on going to the candy store. Oh my god! Hey, she would be just gone of old age by the time she finished $221 of candy. Eh, maybe not. But you know, guys, you know candy expires. That's something gonna, that's why Halloween and candy, you're still eating it in December. And it's like hard as a rock. If you're, if you're still holding on to Halloween candy by the time Easter rolls around, throw it out. All right, plan on going to the candy store. Her and Kimmy encounter a traveling petting zoo. And Michelle buys a donkey named Shorty. The annoying pest is way too much for anyone to handle. Hey, be nice to Shorty. You didn't ask to be bought by Michelle. The trick will be getting him through his first night before they know what to do with him. Shorty is very annoying. The family bickering about Shorty throughout the episode is also not good. And Power Man Dan, the ever-faithful Power Man Dan, ends this with dud of an episode. Alright, now we have a review from so Oh my good golly almighty. They really rate this even lower than Power Man Dan. This is a user I've not seen on IMDb. ShiriU05. This review was from February 15th, 2019, the day after Valentine's Day. Warning, spoilers. Uh, rated 2 out of 10. Ooh, that's even worse than 5 out of 10. All right, titles it, Zoos, Circuses, Aquariums, etc. are not child or animal friendly. Oh, boy. This seems to be a reoccurring theme on Full House where animal welfare is not acknowledged. The Tanner's dropping Shorty the donkey off at the zoo isn't much better than the traveling slash petting zoo, which is horrid for any animal. 
Imagine it's your child. Would you want numerous loud and annoying strangers riding, pulling, screaming, sh at, shouting at your child? No. Now think about these poor animals that have to put up with our baloney. There is no reason to have such plagues like this, especially in this day and age. We are aware that the zoo, circus, and aquarium mammals undergo extreme stress, not to mention cruelty that has been documented via undercover footage. The next time you want to go for a quote-unquote fun family outing, consider the Natural History Museum. Your kids should know the truth, otherwise, why bother? Well, as I always say, whether I agree or disagree with a review, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and that is that. So, without further ado, let me get into the nuts and bolts before I get into the episode itself. So, I always like to let you Tanner newbies, if you are a newbie, first of all, welcome, welcome. And I'd like to tell you that what I do with this Full House podcast is a little different from other ones. Other ones tend to go episode by episode, season by season. Some just do random episodes. Me, I like themes. I like to do themes. And how I do that is I select episodes based on certain themes. The holiday episodes. I did all the holiday episodes. My first series series of course that I'm very proud of that I did back in January and February covering the Jesse and Becky a love story series the arc of Jesse and Becky's relationship from their meet cute to their almost elopement to their engagement their wedding finding out that they're gonna have baby or babies and of course the birth of Mickey and Alex so, and then since then, I've just been, I've been having fun. Last May, I remember I did some end of school year stuff, episodes, back to school, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You know, I do episodes dedicated to the cast members for their birthdays. Speaking of, tomorrow I am releasing season eight, the producer in honor of Lori Laughlin. I know, I know, she's not everyone's favorite person right now, but still wanted to honor her. So yeah, that's how I do my Full House episodes. Secondly, I want to let you know, again if you're a newbie, where you can find the podcast on social media. It has a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Just type in Full House Podcast on Facebook or Fuller House Podcast on Facebook. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up in the search bar. Or you could type in Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, but nobody's got time to type all that out. Also, OMHC FHFH Podcast. Oh my goodness. Guys. Just by listening to this, you know I'm not professional in any shape or form. Especially when it comes to podcasting. This is all raw, uncut footage. Footage? I think I should say audio. Alright, let me do this right. Instagram, OMHC, Full House, Fuller House Pod. Twitter, OMHC, Full House. So yes, those are the many ways you can follow along on the podcast. You can know what episodes I've covered, which ones I plan to cover. Usually each month I do a new theme. 
Right now I'm doing animal antics in Full House for August. September's all going to be about grandparents. The return of grandma from season one. Granny Canny from season three. The last dance from season seven. And of course we're going to honor Dave Coulier's birthday with Grand Theft. Grand Gift Auto. And of course John Stamos has a birthday in August. I'm doing Cutting It Close. The many ways that you can listen to the podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a review. You can use emojis to describe characters, episode titles. Just have have fun with it. Have fun with it. And, of course, we also have SoundCloud, where you're going to get all the episodes. Now, I do cover other shows on other platforms. I do. I covered all of Punky Brewster. I'm almost through covering Silver Spoons. I just started Different Strokes, which will take Silver Spoons' place in 2021. I also cover The Wonder Years, which is not the cleanest podcast. That one is more like maybe 1800. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'm not raunchy on there by any means. I really, I'm, it's, it's not that kind of thing, guys. I just, I love these shows with all my heart. And I just, I, I just, I get so emotionally invested in, in the story, the characters, just the show themselves. I just, I put so much of my heart in myself. And that's why I, I, I love these shows. That's why I do this because I love them. And I just like to share my love of shows with other people that love the same shows I do. So yeah, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podbean. I've seen people play because I can kind of see where you know people are playing from, what their listening format is. Well, there's iTunes, uh, Podcast Addict was another one, Google, Google Play, I think. And lastly, of course, if you guys want to send an email to me, I would love to hear from you. I want, you know, let's talk about your full house memories, your fuller house memories, all of it. O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H-Podcast at gmail.com is the email you can go to to talk about your full house memories, favorite characters, favorite episodes, what episodes really touched you, which episodes were kind of like you're on the fence about, and some that are just absolutely deplorable, because... Yes, I know in season eight there are some that are just like, eh, I'm not, yeah. So yeah, the pretty much the goal going going forward is I'm covering all the episodes in themes that I can think of. When I eventually run out of episodes or themes to think of for episodes, I will pretty much doing the series called The Leftovers, which sounds sad. But yeah, all the episodes I feel I can't really fit think of a category for this because for me a series honestly has to have at least bare minimum four, but if I can't come up with an extra three is like as low as I'll go. So all right, let's of course before we officially get into the show we got to see the cold open. We could just see that extra like less than a minute of footage prior to the episode opening. Alright, the cold open is set in Stephanie and Michelle's room. Both girls are sleeping, well, trying to sleep. Michelle, of course, is unlucky because she's got two blonde toddlers jumping up and down on her bed. Saying, wake up, wake up, wake up, Michelle! 
And Michelle's like, oh, give me a break. Why can't you wake up Stephanie? And of course, the white pajama kid is all like, Stephanie wakes up grumpy. It's like, oh, and then I think of that. So Michelle's like, ah, oh, so that's the trick. As she climbs out of bed and says, you guys stay right here. Michelle has the nerve to actually wake Stephanie up and says, Steph, Steph, she starts like shaking her. Like, you gotta teach me to wake up grumpy. And Stephanie's like, back off or you're toast. Like, okay. Michelle's like, thanks for the lesson. I notice uh, on the shelf there, she's got her Rigby stuffed toy. Stephanie's into Sarah McLaughlin. So it's interesting to see, as she's gotten older, her music tastes have changed. I even think the cranberries are up there at the poster. Love the cranberries. I just, R.I.P. their lead singer. I just, that was my jam back in the late 90s. It's a, it's definitely a, uh, you know, change from in season five when she had Nelson on her wall. The the guy group, the, the duo group, not Nelson, DJ's ex-boyfriend. That would be really awkward. Like, hey, what's this picture of my ex-boyfriend doing on your wall, Steph? And that was pretty much it. In and out. Quick one and done and over. Cold open. That was pretty quick. Waited till she was awake. Expect you to wake her up. You gotta teach me how to wake up grumpy. Back off or you're toast. Thanks for the lesson. So, you know, if Stephanie didn't have a school project to work on and if DJ wasn't getting her senior picture taken, you'd think this was summertime. Because everyone is dressed in light, you know, airy, flowy clothing. Michelle's in a, a tank top. And it just... It looks definitely like a, a summerish episode. But, of course, Stephanie's working on a school project. And now that I think about it, as I wrap my brain and kind of, like, go through the episodes, like, in my head, this is the first time where people, like... Gosh, it's just, it's so hot, and it's unusually hot for, like, late September or mid-October. And it's just, it's just interesting, like, there's never, that I can think of, and I've watched these episodes hundreds of times, guys. I don't think there's a particular episode where people like, gosh, it's so hot out. And mind you, they're in, you know, San Francisco, so... I love how Stephanie has pretty much taken up the entire kitchen table with her map of the United States, which it looks like she's probably using, like, flour or cornstarch, some type of uh, doughy substance to create the United States. It's for her geography project, America the Beautiful. And I love how being that... Becky is not a native to San Francisco or California. She is from the flatland of Nebraska, Nebraska cornfields, children of the corn. 
<laughs> that came out of Gatlin. Is Gatlin even Gatlin? Is it real? Let me. I want to check that out. Gatlin, Nebraska. I'm pretty sure that's where Children of the Corn reigns. Gatlin, Nebraska. Here we go. Here we go. Oh my. <laughs> Corn Cult 2009. Oh, my. Clearly. Clearly. Cl Gatlin, Nebraska. Stephen King. Wiki. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. It's really lump. More likely she still has to, like, move things around because she has the United States drawn out. And then she's pretty much just covering it with this lumpy, you know, clay white material. And, yeah, I'm from right here, which would be Nebraska, Seth. And we've never been known as... We've never been known... It's never been known as the Mountain State. Oh, yeah, here we go. She just takes her... The palm of her hand and just smushes it down. She's like, yeah, Nebraska, the great handprint state. It's like, well, she's not finished. She's just got to, you know, smooth things out. It's still in the, the working, you know, processing phase. Still in the development stage. So Danny comes in and is like, hey, how's it going? It's like, yeah, I'm good. And this is where we get the heat index, how hot it is outside. Like, Becky says, can you believe an autumn day hitting 90 degrees? And Danny's like, oh, it doesn't bother me any. I'm calm, cool, and collected. The three C's. As he takes off his suit jacket he has got the most disgusting pit stains I've ever seen on a human being in my life. It, they're huge! They go, like, they're at least six inches long. The length of, like, a Subway sub. Sorry, I don't want to disgust people by thinking of, like, Danny Tanner's pit stains and Subway subs. That's horrible. So Danny's like, yeah, actually a lot better off than those sweltering construction workers outside. Danny's like, man, they're all hot and sweaty. Their shirts are off. It's like an episode of Baywatch out there. Becky's like, poor guys. So she's like, we should really keep an eye on them. They can't get to that back door fast enough. <laughs> Mind you, yes, Becky is married, but come on. You can ogle, but that's all you can do. You know, Steph, I'm from right here, which would be Nebraska. It's never been known as the Mountain State. <laughs> no problem. Okay, Nebraska, the giant handprint state. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. Can you believe an autumn day could hit 90 degrees? Doesn't bother me any. I'm calm, cool, and collected. Actually, I'm a lot better off than those sweltering construction workers outside. Man, they're all hot and sweaty. Their shirts are off. Looks like an episode of Baywatch out there. Poor guys. We should really keep an eye on them. So, the next person comes in complaining about the heat. Like, boy, is it hot today. Nothing's going to taste better than a nice pitcher of... And he opens... Jesse opens... The refrigerator door and pulls out a head of lettuce. 
where the lemonade used to be. Okay, I gotta ask this question. Now, I like lemonade probably as much as the next person. On a hot day, this is, this is my question. This is, I was just thinking about this yesterday because I was at Home Depot and I got, you know, a pop and I'm like, oh, Minute Maid lemonade. Okay, yeah, I'll take some of that. It's still sitting in my fridge right now. But I was thinking about that as I was buying it. And I was thinking about how people think of that as like a thirst quencher. Me thinking that tartness in the lemonade, if anything, it's going to make you thirstier, right? I think that's Michelle's key later. We'll get into that. I'm just thinking, if you had to choose your beverage of choice, you got your lemonade, you got your water, you got your pop, you got your electrolytes in your Powerade, Gatorade, what have you. What is your beverage of choice to go to on a hot day? Honestly, I mean, it seems like in the summertime, Jeremy and I both drink a lot more pop than usual. Well, we always drink more pop. And yes, I'm from uh, Midwest area, the Michigan area, so of course I'm calling it pop. Um, I might have to change that up once I get down to the Lone Star State. I don't know. Do they refer to it as soda? Oh, that's going to be an interesting changeover. But anyway, usually when I go somewhere, I'll get a pop. But I'm like, I really should have a water just to kind of level it out a little bit. Because even pop is like, you're thirsty, like you drink a pop, you're going to be more thirsty. you got to have something that's actually going to quench. That's the whole part of it. Quenching the thirst, as in... Drinking something that's going to satisfy you to the point where you're not going to want something else. Like, I'm not quenching my thirst. I got to grit and yield to... I got to have more. I love how it's just a head of lettuce. There's no plastic covering. Oh, they have Arm and... Of course they got any Arm and Hammer baking soda in the fridge to keep it fresh. This is Danny. We also have Arm & Hammer, Hammer uh, freshener in our fridge and also in the freezer. All right, here we go. We got Michelle coming in with a lemonade pitcher. So she comes in. She's like, I got to make more lemonade. Those construction, work and construction workers are good customers and not bad bods either. And Danny just looks at Michelle like, Michelle? Like, you're too young to talk like that. Here's the thing that I know, just noticed recently in the producer episode, which is actually, this is episode six, You Pet It, You Bought It. And then, of course, the producer episode, which is coming out tomorrow, the 28th, where is it at? Uh, episode 13. I first noticed this, and now I'm noticing it again. Mary-Kate or Ashley Olsen, so the character of Michelle is wearing a necklace. It's a, it's a cross. And I'm just kind of wondering, maybe Candace Cameron had given that to her. Maybe it was something from, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's, you know, mother maybe might have given it to the, one of the girls. But it's interesting how we see that again in the producer. Now, I haven't, this is... No, if it would be, I mean, I have to keep my eye out on that, like, in other episodes of season eight. Can't kind of see that, because this is the first time I'm noticing it. Well, actually, no, I notice it in the producer, but 
the fact that it's come back is making me kind of wonder. Because I swear, even in some episodes, Candace Cameron, Can, bleh, 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 bleh. Candace Cameron, at the time, Candace Cameron, not Beret, that hadn't, she hadn't been married yet. But I kind of think I remember, I recollect seeing her. I'll see if she is wearing one too, because I swear in season eight, I've seen her wearing a cross. And of course, Michelle's like, well, that's what Aunt Becky said. And you just see Jesse sitting right there, just like, like, oh, she uh, didn't say anything about their hair, did she? And Michelle's like, they were wearing helmets. Like, <laughs> so Danny, of course, as Michelle's getting ready to fill up with more lemonade, at least this time around, she'd... Remember in Captain Video when she wanted to raise money through lemonade to get a ant farm for her ants that were on a stick in a mason jar? Which were, those poor ants probably all die um, before she could earn that ant farm. Anyway, I remember the scene where Joey and Michelle are like trying to perfect the recipe of the lemonade. And they drink it, and it just tastes too bitter. It's like, oh, we need more sugar. And I think in one scene, she adds a lot of sugar. And I love what Joey says when he takes a sip, like, or no, was it Joey? Like, oh, <laughs> that'll wake me up and rot my teeth. And even Danny was like, whoa, one more sip of this, and I'll need dentures. <laughs> but Danny, of course, Prides Michelle on her hard work with the lemonade stand. And he likes, you know, he's thrown in his own little of how he started uh, his own little business. When I was little, Michelle, I had my own little sidewalk stand. He says he sold wet naps outside of ribs, ribs, ribs. When this aired, when I watched this when this aired, I don't think I knew what what naps were. Even though the word what nap gets mentioned in Matchmaker Michelle, when she and Teddy are kind of going, you know, my mommy does this. Well, my daddy keeps what naps in his wallet. And I don't know at the time that I even knew what a what nap. I didn't know it was like a, like a moist towelette for your hands. They have so many variations now. Kleenex actually has put out some moist towelettes, some that say germ removal, like 99 point whatever percent. Just with everything going on, and not just that, it's always good to have like one of those on you. You never know when you're going to, I mean, sometimes a Kleenex or a paper towel is not going to be enough. Or it's just, just, just have one. You may not need it, but there may come a time where you're like, gosh, I really could use a wet nap. I really could use the moist towelette. Especially, guys, if you're going to eat in your car, because we know that right now not a lot of restaurants are open right now for dine-in. Some are. But if you're like, well, I'm not going to drive all the way home. By the time I get home, my fries will be cold. My food will be cold. It's not going to taste the same if you heat it in the microwave. And you're going to just, like, here, let me pull into this parking spot and I'll just eat. You're going to want a wet nap. You're gonna, you don't want those salty fingers on your steering wheel while you're driving. You don't want those saliva-coated fingers on your, dry, your steering wheel. 
And why I say that is, come on, we all know with fry, we're all like, oh my gosh, my fingers are so salty. It's like, come on, come on, we've, we've all done that. We've all been there. We don't say it, but we've been there. We've done that. I love how Jesse is just like, oh, Danny, you're so predictable, basically. And Danny's like, yeah, I did. And I opened up my own little shaver savings account. And he says, I haven't touched it since. Jesse, of course, is like, yeah, I figured you'd squirrel it away. So, of course, we get a little insight into Jesse's past as he's like, when I was 10, made 10 bucks fixing a bike. So that's interesting. Even then he was becoming mechanically sound, whether it's fixing a bike, eventually, you know, you see him working on his Harley, doing a little bit of car maintenance. My guy says he probably learned a lot of that from his dad because his it's so sad we never get to see his, we do see, we see Nick in Fuller House. When the family leaves for Japan for Steve and CJ's almost wedding, of course somebody's got to watch Tommy. Tam, Tam, Tommy cannot, unfortunately he's too young. He, and everyone's just going to be doing their own thing and whatnot. So, we see great-grandpa Nick Katsopoulos. I just really wish we could have seen him and Irene with Nikki and Alex. Even just once. It would have been sweet. Or even with Pamela. But anyway, you want to know what Jesse did with that $10? No, he didn't pocket it. No, he didn't put it in a piggy bank. He didn't open a little shaver savings account like Danny did. He went out and bought an Elvis lunchbox. Even had a blue suede thermos. So Danny, of course, was like, see, Jess, that's the difference between you and me. You went out and bought yourself a cheap little souvenir, right? I, on the other hand, quadrupled my money. I love how Michelle isn't even paying attention. She's just busy adding the ingredients to the picture for the lemonade. As Danny says, I am now up to $76.14. Jesse gets up and he's like, well, little shaver, according to the latest collector's catalog, my lunchbox is worth about, oh, what did it say? Oh yeah, about two grand. Okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta question this for just a hot second. And I always think about this. And whenever this episode, we, I play it on Hulu during dinner sometime, and Jeremy and I would be watching it, we'd always bring up the fact, yes. It probably is worth that, but here's the question. What condition is it, is it in? Has it never been used? That's the thing. The moment you use it, that value is going to be next to nothing. You, if 10-year-old Jesse could go out, buy something, not use it, and figure its value one day is going to be worth so much money, even on eBay, it's like when I go and see like all these McDonald's Happy Meal toys from back when I was a kid, a lot of them, well, not a lot of them, but some of them are actually still in the original wrapping that they came in. Even when I ordered, when I got those Land Before Time um, Pizza Hut little puppet things. I hadn't had my eye on those for years. I saw someone on the playground when I was like eight or nine and I just wanted them so bad. And I saw them one day and I'm like, I'm getting them. I need them in my life. They did have bags on, well, a couple of them did, but they're in great, great condition. I'm sure I've packed them away somewhere. Um, but 
it's just amazing that some of the stuff that, I mean, some of, a lot of that stuff's like 30 years old. And the fact that it's just, a, some of it, as long as you keep it in good condition and everything, but I'm just thinking, like, all those people, like, just held on to this stuff for 30 years, never taking it out of the bag, probably just putting it in a box somewhere, thinking, one day, one day this Happy Meal toy's going to bring in some money. This is going to be worth something. Because everyone's jumping on the, has been on the nostalgia wagon for a while. They want that stuff they grew up with that they probably, like, their own stuff, they probably taught, their parents probably taught, like, well, we're, you're not playing with these toys anymore. Let me toss them. Because if you're a 90s kid, you knew McDonald's toys, late 80s, mid to late 80s, 90s. McDonald's toys were the best thing ever. Right up there with toys that came out of cereal boxes. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. And she's like, is it more than $76.14? Here she doesn't, clearly, she's eight years old. Eight, nine? I think she's eight. Doesn't really understand the concept of the value of money. Asking if two grand is more than $76.14. Now, we're, being he's saying two and grand, he's not saying $2,000. All she's hearing is two. And grand, whatever that could represent, is like, he could have easily just said $2,000. And I'm sure she could tell that $2,000 is more than $76.14. But yeah, I'm not going to say she doesn't understand the concept of money. I think that just because he said two grand, she's like, that more than this? And Jesse's like, yeah, about two grand more. I love Danny how he's trying to come back like, oh, yeah, but did I uh, mention that they gave me a free retractable ballpoint pen? You know, I've been in the bank a few times with everything, you know, getting ready to make the big move. And being the lobby's open and you use a pen, they will ask you, do you want to keep this pen? Because otherwise we have to throw it out. Otherwise, can you imagine having to sanitize all those pens? It's like, no, either you'll take... And I said, you know what? I can never have enough pens. Absolutely, I will take that pen. And it's amazing, honestly, how bank pens actually have gotten a lot awesome looking as the years go on. It's not your simple Danny's retractable ballpoint pen. I mean, it is a retractable ballpoint pen, yes. But it's got flair. It's got color of the bank, like which is lime green. And then the other one from the other bank is like kind of a like um an ice royalish bluish color. It's just it's really cool. Ball ball boy pen I mean are not like they used to be in the nineties. I love how Jesse's like, really? Why are you still working? <laughs> Where is it hot today? Nothing's gonna taste better than a nice pitcher of lettuce. Where the lemonade used to be. Saving's account. I haven't touched it since. 
I figured you'd squirrel it away. When I was a kid, I made ten bucks fixing a bike. Went out and bought an Elvis lunchbox. Even had a blue suede thermos. <laughs> you see, that's the difference between you and me, Jess. You went out and you bought yourself a cheap little souvenir, right? I, on the other hand, quadrupled my money. I am now up to seventy-six dollars and fourteen cents. A little shaver. Latest uh, collector's catalog. My lunchbox is worth about what does it say? Um. Oh yeah, two grand. You still have it? Hey, why are you still working? So Jesse heads into the living room. Joey's sitting on the couch. He's got a little mini memo pad. He's got his pen in his mouth. He's trying to come up with a new a new radio giveaway. As Jesse comes in, Nikki and Alex, of course, are at the end of the coffee table, coloring. You see their Crayola crayons, their color books are out, coloring books are out. Of course, what's sitting next to Joey on a plate right next to as Jesse sits down? I think they're chicken wings. So it's interesting that they've kept up this chicken and Thing with Jesse since season one. <laughs> I mean, why else would they be there, right? So as Jesse sit down, sits down, Joey's like, hey, I came up with a great idea for a new radio giveaway. And just like, oh, God, you're not going to do guess what pastry I'm eating again, are you? And Joey's like, no, no, this is much better and definitely less fattening. This kind of reminds me of, I used to listen to, um, Growing up in West Michigan, B93 or 93.7, you know, back in the uh, the 90s and everything. And one of, they had a couple different type of giveaway things or segments. One was called, What Is He Holding in His Hand? And people would just call in and try to, it's almost like playing 20 questions. And basically they're all yes or no questions that the uh, callers would ask. Another thing is um, Moolah the cash cow. That was another one. And I remember this one incident when um, I we went with my aunt and her kids. I guess one of her sons had a basketball game. And I was listening to my Walkman. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to B93, and they're doing Moolah the cash cow. And all of a sudden, I hear my grandma's voice. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's grandma, it's grandma. And my aunt Debbie is driving. She's like, where, where? I'm like, on the radio. She's on the radio. Oh my God. I still remember that. Because that, I'm like, that is my grandma's voice. She said her name was Julia. Another radio segment, I remember when my sister was trying to win me the VHS copy of 101 Dalmatians back in 1991. And the goal to be able to try to win that copy was you had to call in the radio DJs, tell them a joke. My sister did. They laughed a little bit, but they wanted like, like, la like laughing Peter Pants laughing type of laughing. But, um, I did eventually get that 101 Dalmatians VHS. Um, I'm, 
told this story a hundred billion times, I'm sure, on the podcast. Over the course of all my podcasts, I'm sure, about how I got that 101 Dalmatians VHS. Long story short, went to my school's carnival. The movie was going to be given away. You buy a ticket. They drew someone else's name. I go up there thinking they made a mistake. I start bawling when I realize they didn't make a mistake, and I just go back to the table. Because so I get up and start going over uh, up to the um, stage. My dad's like, what are you doing? They didn't call your name. And my eyes just flooded with tears, and I was just, like, heartbroken. Like, I wanted that movie so bad. I was a 101 Dalmatians fanatic as a child. And I guess the guy who won felt so bad that he just, like, gave me the because I was so heartbroken that I didn't win. So that's that story in a nutshell. And Joey's like, TV theme songs. How about this? Some lucky winner could be, some lucky listener could be a winner if they know the words to say Three's Company. And Jesse's like, you know, Joey, that is so easy because everyone knows the theme song to Three's Company. Well, until I met Jeremy, I mean, I'd heard of Three's Company, but I don't think I'd ever seen an episode. And spoiler alert, I think everybody but Jesse knows all the lyrics, or at least the part he continues to flub up. Even Stephanie and DJ know the the, lyric, the lyrics to uh, Three's Company. All right, I'm going to test your knowledge real quick with a couple little snippets of TV intros and see if you can recognize them. All right, here's the first one. Let's see if you can get it. If you do get it, just email me at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I always put the email address in the description on SoundCloud. Here's the first one. I'm going to play a quick snippet of this next one because you're just going to hear a few beats of it because it's going to give the title away right away. Hold on. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. And here is the very last one. <laughs> All right. So if you guys think you can figure out what TV shows those with little snippet themes are from, like I said, email me at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Just like, yeah, everyone knows the theme to Three's Company. People have heard it a million times. And just Joey is like, sure, Jesse. Okay, give it a try, big shot. Let's see if you can do it. Now, mind you, this is 1995. This is when, if you're watching Three's Company, it's gonna be in reruns. You didn't have DVD season sets. You weren't binging it on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. 
None of that. Okay, somebody eventually is going to eat that chicken that's just sitting there. Jesse hasn't touched it. Joey hasn't went near it. So, I think Jesse's going to grab that chicken eventually. I love how when Jesse starts singing the theme to Three's Company, you just hear the audience go, Woo! And Nikki and Alex are loving it. Because Jesse's got a great voice. It's like, come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. I love how he's like, we've been waiting for you. As he points. <laughs> Immediately, he's like, uh, there's a thing and a deal and a thing. And the guy falls off the bike. Three's company, too. That is a good chunk of theme song, that you're, of lyrics that you're missing. And Joey's like, yeah, well, I guess I'll show you can, you know, that one. And just like, yeah, piece of cake. It's like, all right, Charles in charge, go. And of course, it's funny because Scott Bayo was Charles in Charles in Charge. And he also played Pete Bianco in Dr. Dare Rides Again. How in um, season three, because you know, at the time they had common. And mind you, Three's Company, of course, is a show from the 70s. Yeah, it was actually mid-70s, so 76 to 84 is when Three's Company ran, 174 episodes. Of course, Jesse goes to start Charles in Charge, but of course, Nikki and Ashley, no, sing Three's Company. It's like he just sang it. I just was like, come on, boys, I don't want to sing Three's Company again. Like, I just sang it. And he didn't even sing the entire song. Of course, they liked that song. But Jesse tries to instill in them the fact, like, you know, if you hear something too much, it becomes annoying. Like, ad nauseum. Remember how great when Titanic came out and the song My Heart Will Go On, like, played and played all over the radios, and then, like, six months later, you're like, eh, no, let's turn it to something else. What are some of those other annoying songs that you hear so much? Um, Aqua... Aqua's Barbie Girl, that was the one that was just grating on the nerves, like, ooh. It's just songs that are, like, they're great at first, but when you hear them, like, a billion times after, eventually it's like, I'm over it. I've been over it. So of course, they're doing the please, 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 please with the folded hands. Like, for sake. Just like, see, that, that, ugh, fine, I'll do it one more time, but you guys gotta sing it with me. Okay, it's like, okay. I love how he includes them in it, like, come and knock on our door, and the boy's like, come and knock on our door, we've been waiting for you, we've been waiting for you, <laughs> it's just, it's adorable. Nice company, <laughs> Somebody eat that chicken on the couch, why is it there if they're not going to eat it? It's just going, ugh, it's getting dried out, and move. Not to mention, if that looks like it could even be barbecue chicken, Danny is going to freak. I have a it, it's on a plate. Put it on the coffee table or put a paper towel under it. That stuff is mad. Or even just ch chicken wings that, you know, it, it's greasy whether it's got sauce on it or not. Danny's going to Come on now. That couch is iconic. Come up with anything else? Jess, I got a great idea for a new radio giveaway. Oh, no, you're not going to do... Try to guess what pastry I'm eating again, are you? No, no, this is a hundred times better and less fattening. TV theme songs. Some lucky listener could be a winner if you know the words to say uh, Three's Company. Oh, 
come on, that's so easy. Everybody knows the words of Three's Company. People oh. heard it a million times. <laughs> okay, give it a try, Big Shot. Fine. Okay. Come and knock on our door. We've <laughs> been waiting for you. There's a thing and a deal and a thing, and the guy falls off the bike. Three's Company, too. <laughs> Well, I'd have to say you nailed that. Piece of cake. Oh, yeah. All right, Charles in charge. Go for it. No. Sing Three's Company. Come on, boys. I don't want to sing Three's Company again. We like that song. Just don't you know, if you hear something too much, it, it, it becomes annoying. Please, 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 please. Like that? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, I'll do it one more time. You guys got to sing it with me, okay? Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. With the, the thing and the thing and the thing. Three's company too. Three's company too. <laughs> All right, now we're going up to Stephanie Michelle's room. We got Stephanie using some type of watercolor to paint her. Her doughy clay United States. Why is she painting it green? Not to mention, how are you going to outline the individual states? Unless maybe she doesn't have to do that. Comet's just hanging out on her bed. You know, Comet 2.0 that joined uh, the cast in the season 8 opener. Comet's excellent adventure. So, DJ and Kimmy come in. DJ's looking for her white blouse for her senior picture. Okay, this is the thing. I, ugh. This is senior year, right? Most people during, like, the summer before their senior year get their pictures taken. They go get a photographer. You go out to some awesome outside places, some indoor places, you know, stuff like that, right? Why... I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's just like, oh, you can't get a photographer to take your picture. Okay, it's just general everyone's, you know, pick school picture day. So anyone who can't afford a photographer can just get it done by the school. But you're still paying an arm and a leg for pictures. Regardless whether you use a professional photographer or whether you use the school appointed one. And of course... Stephanie's like, Deej, I would never take anything without asking. Oh, really? Oh, really? Hmm, what was that episode? You know the one where DJ got a speeding ticket and then Michelle and Stephanie blackmailed her and saying, hey, we want to take a little tour of your closet? Found it. Season 7. Support your local parents. That's the episode. I don't know why I thought it was whatever reason I thought it was from season six nice guys finish first DJ goes over grabs Stephanie's jacket from the back of the chair oh what's underneath hmm it's DJ's white blouse okay my sister and I were six years apart no way was I gonna ask to borrow why would I want to be borrowing my sister's clothes that doesn't even remotely have I'm six years old. I'm not going to ask to borrow my 12-year-old sister's shirt because it's going to be huge on me. Plus, Stephanie and DJ aren't even ex exactly the same body type. Stephanie's uh, quite a bit taller, and DJ isn't as tall. 
But then again, I mean, if it's just regular, like a lot, like a large or something, it'll fit whoever. Multiple body types. It'll fit multiple body types. So DJ's like, what's this? And Stephanie's like, oh, uh, can I borrow your white blouse? <laughs> no. So here's the thing. When I watched this episode, when it aired, for whatever reason, I... I actually believe what Kimmy says here is like, oh boy, you really screwed up this map. You have Florida hanging out way out in the ocean. Why did I think that Kimmy was correct in that? I would have been 11 going on 12. I mean, it's not like I had a map of the United States hanging on my wall. So all my pictures of, you know, Devin Sawa. I think maybe because Kimmy just sounded so convincing. Like, wow, you really screwed up this map. You got Florida hanging out in the ocean down here. Like, uh-huh. I gotta say, I am loving Kimmy's... It's almost like... It's like a jean jacket halt... Not a halter, but kind of crop top-ish with the sleeves. It's like a sleeveless mini jean jacket. And she's wearing like an orange short sleeve top underneath. I really also like Kimmy's headband. It's like decorated like different colored flowers, which is really cool. Yeah, Florida's way down south, sticking way out in the ocean, and Stephanie's like, Kimmy, why do I get the feeling there's a name tag and a paper hat in your future? Here we go. Oh my goodness. I gotta wonder, okay, because Michelle comes in, she's got a shoebox. She does not have the top on the shoebox. She dumps it onto the desk. Thousands of bit not thousands, but a lot of bills, multiple bills. Where was she setting up this lemonade stand? Right outside her house? It had to have been, right? You're telling me that that eight-year-old kid is going to walk around with a shoebox open, mind you, with no top, with money exposed, and she's not going to have someone like... That is so dangerous. That is so dangerous. I think she was like right in front of the house. She had to have been right in front of the house. She's not gonna go down to some street corner and start set up a lemonade stand table. She's gonna be right in front of the house. She can't cross the street, remember? She said so in the first episode of season eight. I can't cross the street, comment, come back. I'm not allowed to cross the street. I love how Stephanie right away is kind of throwing digs at Michelle, like, so, how'd your little lemonade business go? And Michelle's so chill, she's like, oh, not bad, I made $221, like, dang, girl! Little Miss Moneybags, Mrs. Richie Rich over here. I love the audience, it's like, whoa! And you just see the girls, all their mouths are like agape on the floor, like, what? She's like, $221? That's unbelievable. Of course, Stephanie's like, give your favorite sister a hug. I love how Kimmy goes around like, give your favorite no neighbor a hundred. It's like, I didn't get rich by being stupid. It's like, seriously though, how did you get that amount of money? You want to know what she said? Hot construction workers, cold lemonade, no change. Hey, Steph, you have my white blouse. I need it for my senior picture tomorrow. Deej, I would never take anything without asking. What's this? Uh, can I borrow your white blouse? <laughs> Boy, you've really screwed up this map. Look, you got mm. Florida way down south, sticking out in the ocean. <laughs> Why do 
I get the feeling there's a name tag and a paper hat in your future? <laughs> Man, I'm beat. So, how'd your little lemonade business go? Not bad. I made $221. That's unbelievable. Give your favorite sister a hug. <laughs> Give your favorite neighbor a hundred. <laughs> I didn't get rich by being stupid. Michelle, how did you make that much money? Hot men, cold lemonade, no change. <laughs> so she pulls out all these bills, this... And, and just fans them out. I see tens, fives, and ones. I, that I don't think I see a twenty in there. But depending on how much her lemonade costs, I'm gonna go with what, like fifty cents, maybe a quarter. Someone's paying a ten dollar bill and not wanting to get like eight dollars back. Are they must be really thirsty? Wouldn't it be the job of like the the foreman or whoever's in charge of the construction people to have something there, like a water cooler or one of those plastic jugs that you press the button and it gives you water. You you would have to you keep, you would have to to stay hydrated. Unless really, well, you gotta supply your own beverages because we're not paying for that. We're paying you a wage, but we're not including water. And we're not including a porta potty either, so you'll have to find your own bathroom. Eh, my goal. Finally, Jesse takes a bite of that chicken because we're back downstairs. Joey's trying to think of the words to Batman. Like, oh, I got another one for the radio contest, but I can't remember the words. What's the theme song to Batman? And Jesse's like, da 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 da, Batman. It's like, yeah, that's it. It's like, well, what words don't you remember? Batman or duh? Of course, here comes Danny rushing through the living room because the doorbell rings. It's the UPS guy. He's got a package for Danny. I have a delivery for Danny Tanner. Oh, well, that's great because I'm Danny Tanner. I'm expecting a, a delivery. And the UPS guy's like, <laughs> great. That's funny how that works out. Bye. I see Danny finally changed his shirt. Danny comes down with this large cardboard box, big enough to hold a painting or a giant photograph. And Danny's like, oh, guys, you are going to love this. This is a piece of history, real Americana. So Danny's going through old photo albums, and he came across a picture of his great granddaddy Cornwall. Oh, his great-great-grandfather, General Cornwall Tanner. And basically, when he turns it around, it's kind of like a sepia-toned picture of Bob Saget in a um, military garb uniform on a horse. Danny's like, I had it blown up and completely restored. That must have cost a lot of money. I mean, he's got a huge... I mean, this this painting is like huge. Oh, my bad. He's not on a horse. He's actually just standing there with... It is, of course, sepia-toned. He is standing there with a sword and a in one hand and a um, rifle in the other. I don't know my... Um, when it comes to military 
back in the day, you know, the weapons weaponry they use, I don't know. I don't know. Danny, of course, or Bob Saget, of course, for the part, he's got the sideburns. They're not like those big old mutton chop, lamb chop thingies on the face. They're nice, uh, kind of clean cut. I like how he's got a raise, one of his eyebrows is kind of raised in a questioning manner. Like, huh. Of course, everyone's just having such a fun time with this picture. Jesse's like, <laughs> should have just had it blown up. They're all like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, guys, okay, relax. And yeah, I get it. They're poking fun. The picture does look a little, but it's like, come on. If that were one of your relatives and you were showing your family and friends, and they started making fun of it, you would be offended. And Danny is a, a bit offended. He's like, just so happens he was a great Civil War hero. And Dane's like, this should be put in a place of honor. And of course, it's like, hey, how about the fireplace? Oh, Joey's like, how about under the mantle? And Danny's like, the fireplace is under the mantle. I was like, yeah, I'll get the matches. <laughs> Come on, this is this is just mean. I mean, I get it they're trying to be funny, but seriously. The one thing I do have in my closet, because there really is no place to put this... It is a very large picture, probably just a little under the size of what Danny has. Of um, It's a painting of my mother when she was probably about 19. Um, my sister didn't want it, and um, so I have it. It's, it's really nice. But if someone said, oh, well, you should just throw that away, I would be extremely offended. But then again, this is a, this is just the start of these jokes. They just keep coming from every angle. From Jesse and Joey, and then Michelle's gonna come in. And then Kimmy, of course, has gotta get her digs in it. You know, with her and Danny. I mean, you think that Stephanie and Kimmy are always trading off? You know, trying to one-up each other with the uh, insults? Her and Danny have a repertoire that is just... Wow. Michelle comes down with the shoebox. She does have a cover on it, of course. She's like, hey, can somebody take me to the candy store? I want to spend my lemonade money. At the candy store? You want to spend all that at the candy store? I'd say go to Toys R Us because, you know, in 1995 it was still open and still running. Go to Toys R Us. Get yourself some fun stuff, some stuffed animals, some some." Whatever they had for electronics back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Listen to me. <laughs> Just, yeah. I, that is what you go to Toys R Us with. Now, in my case, I'd be like, I'm hitting up the Barnes & Noble. I'm getting myself some books. Which I probably back then would have been able to get more books for 221 than today. Of course, Joey's like, not now, Michelle. We're working as he's balancing a pen on his nose. And Jesse's just loving on those wings. Like, oh, these wings are so great. I wonder if they had to reheat the, the wings between the scenes. Because, for the, remember how I kept saying, gosh, is he going to eat those wings? When's he going to eat the wings? They're just sitting there. And then it took like a scene and a half for him to finally start eating the wings. I'm like, I bet anything before they got back to filming that scene, that they're like, we need to pop these in the microwave to heat them up just a smidge. Because I'm not eating lukewarm, cold wings. 
So everyone pretty much is prioritizing their own thing. Jesse and Joey are working on the radio show giveaway. Danny's like, hey, maybe someone can take you later. I gotta find a place to hang this. And that's when Michelle gets a look at this picture. It's like, oh, whoa, who's the geek in the hat? So Danny's like, sweetheart, this dashing gentleman just happens to be your great, great, great grandfather. And Michelle's like, great, anyway, about the candy store. Any takers? Nobody? Oh. Danny is like, sweetheart, you work hard for that money. Are you sure you just want to spend it on... Are you sure you want to just waste it on sugar-coated, teeth-rotting, empty calories? And of course, Michelle's like, totally! I'm like, yeah. It's surprising how much candy <laughs> I got like a plastic container in my fridge because if I don't have it in the fridge, it's going to get, you know... Gooey and gross. Um, I got sugar gummy bears. I got regular Haribo gummy bears. I got, um, you know those cookie dough bites? They make birthday cake bites. I got, or cupcake bites. Got those. I got Reese's Pieces, Milk Duds, and Hot Tamales all combined together in one plastic container. That's my, that's my special mix. I also have the Twizzlers orange cream Twizzlers that are very, very good. So Danny, of course, kind of puts a hand under Michelle's chin and is like, honey, I strongly suggest that you save it. And I'm with, Dan- with Jesse here. It's like, Danny, come on, okay? The kid earned it. Let her have some fun. Joey, of course, is getting another dig at the photo. Like, Michelle, I have a third suggestion. Invest it. Buy some art and stick it in that frame. Okay, can we not over this whole make fun of Danny's painting relative. Of course, Danny's like, I happen to think he's handsome. So he's trying to figure out on the wall where he can place the painting. And here comes Kimmy to get one last dig in. Like, hey, did you get the front end of the horse too? And Danny's like, Gibbler, this just happens to be one of my relatives. If you want to see one of your relatives, why don't you go rent gorillas in the mist? So, Michelle is desperate. She needs to get to this candy store. She's like, Kimmy, will you take me to the candy store? It's like, sure, squirt. I gotta make my mom's famous milk to catchatory. That sounds interesting. So, I looked up catchatory. It's pretty much just an Italian, you know, food dish. Probably pasta, meatballs from the pictures that I was seeing. But when I'm thinking of what... I mean, Kimmy's talking about milk duds, and honestly... I, if I had to choose between Milk Duds and Whoppers, Milk Duds all the way. I mean, Whoppers are okay, but I just, I don't like that chalky feeling or whatever of that crisp dust in my mouth. It just feels weird. Um, but this just sounds like that could be an interesting dessert. Like, Milk Duds, like, having, like, drizzled caramel sauce and what could the Milk Duds could represent? The meatballs and the caramel sauce and maybe, um... And you could put that, like, on a bed of a flaky pastry or something like that and drizzle the, like, have the milk duds and then the hot, like, caramel sauce or something like that. Maybe garnish some chocolate shavings. See, I'm not a cook or anything, but I'm just b- making this up in my mind as I go along. Just, yeah, I, I, I could see myself eating, like, a cr- nice, soft... You know what I'm thinking of now? I'm thinking of, like, one of those, like, Long John-type donuts with... Milk duds on top, drizzle a little bit of, uh, 
caramel sauce, some chocolate shavings, maybe a smidge of powdered sugar, but not much. Because you don't want to suck it up the caramel sauce. You know, some of you are like, oh my gosh, that sounds so nasty. As the other part of you is probably like, you know what, I would try that. I myself would try that. And apparently Kimmy's mom's milk duck cacciatore is famous. I just, I want to know what's in it. What is Kimmy's mom's version of that? I love how after Kimmy says that, Michelle is just looking at Kimmy in such a, such a scrutinizing way like she can't wrap her head around like Kimmy's oddity. Odd, you know. Like, uh, Dad, can Kimmy take me to the candy store? <laughs> So Jessie's like, way to go, Munchkin. Live a little. She's like, I'm going to be living a lot. I'm going to be living large. Jess, I got another one for the radio contest, but I can't remember the words. Mm. How does the theme for Batman go? I mean, Batman. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da, Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So which words couldn't you remember? Uh, Batman or duh? I'll get it. I got it. I uh, got a delivery for a Danny Tanner. Oh, cool. I, I, I'm Danny Tanner, and I'm expecting a delivery. Funny how things work out. Oh, uh, here you go. Thanks. Guys, you are going to love this. This is a piece of history, real Americana. Mm -hmm. I was going through some old family photos, right? And I found the picture of my great-great-grandfather, General Cornwall Tanner, okay? I had it blown up and completely restored. Look at this. Should have just had it blown up. <laughs> just so happens he was a great Civil War hero, and this should be put in a place of honor. How about under the mantle? The fireplace is under the mantle. I'll get the matches. <laughs> Can somebody take me to the candy store? I want to spend my lemonade money. Uh, now, Michelle, we're working. <laughs> Sweetheart, maybe somebody can take you later. I got to find a place to hang this. Whoa, who's the geek in the hat? Sweetheart, this dashing gentleman happens to be your great-great-great-grandfather. Great. So, who wants to go on the candy run? Sweetheart, you worked hard for that money. You sure you want to just waste it on sugar-coated, teeth-rotting empty calories? Totally. I strongly suggest that you save it. Oh, Danny, the kid earned it. Let her go have some fun. Michelle, I have a third suggestion. Invest it. Buy some art. And stick it in that frame. <laughs> I happen to think he's handsome. Hey, Mr. T. Hey. Did you get a picture of the front end of the horse, too? <laughs> this happens to be one of my relatives. If you'd like to see one of your relatives, why don't you go rent gorillas in the mist? Kimmy, can you take me to the candy store? Sure, Squirt. I'm going there anyways. My mom's making her famous milk dud cacciatore. Dad, can you take me to the candy store? Yeah, I suppose so. Way to go, Munchkin. Live a little. 
I'm gonna live a lot. All right. <laughs> okay, so it looks like everyone's getting ready for dinner. I don't know how long Kimmy and Michelle have been gone for, but it seems like a bit. Jesse and Becky come downstairs with the twins as Jesse's saying, listen, Beck, I want the boys to be happy too, but I just think too much of a good thing could be bad. Says too much of a good thing could be unhealthy. Becky kind of comes back with, you know, that enough of a good thing could leave them with a lifetime sense of deprivation and loss. How much you want to bet Jesse's holding Nikki and Becky is holding Alex? They always are holding the twin that they named. Like, they favored that twin over the... I mean, they love both their kids, but they tend to favor the one they named over the other one. I don't know. And Jesse's like, well, I mean, if it's gonna scar them for life. You know, you could just record yourself singing that Three's Company theme, and they could just, like, play... You could have it on a tape recorder or a CD or whatever, just playing it before nap time and bedtime and whenever they want to listen to it. And just constantly having on repeat. It's like, come and knock on the door. We've been waiting for you. I love the audience. Just, woo, woo. Danny finally like, hey, Jess, is Michelle back from the candy store yet? It's like, uh, well, she's clearly not in the room and she's not in her bedroom, so I'd say no. Of course, this is, uh, DJ and Steph getting wind of this as DJ's like, she went to the candy store? Uh, she didn't happen to have a shoebox with her, did she? It's like, yeah, why? Yeah, I told her to go out and, you know, live a little. And the girl's like, well, she must be living large because she made over $221. Yeah, Stephanie's like, she made over $200. And Danny's like, selling lemonade? And she took it all with her? And of course, Joey is like, Danny, relax, alright? How much money could she possibly... How much candy could she possibly buy? And he says the most money I spent at a candy store was like one eighty-five. Was that at one of those candy stores that has candy from like the 50s and stuff? Where it's basically like retro, retro candy that you can barely find anywhere unless you go to one of those... Like, where I'm at right now, we have a Lakeside Emporium. They're actually really hurting right now with COVID going on. And, um, but I've been in there a few times. They definitely have a lot of different candies. One in particular that I like to get, although I can just get a bag from Amazon, is my favorite Jelly Belly candy flavor is buttered popcorn. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love that and the cinnamon ones. But butter popcorn, my favorite Jelly Belly flavor. I remember um, that actually Jelly Belly's got a website. They got different types of Jelly Belly flavors. Can't remember how much I, I, I spent. It was not over 200. It was not over 100. But it was probably like 50 some dollars on different flavors of um, Jelly Belly. 185 mind you this is 1995 $185 on candy so here comes Michelle she's like hey everybody you'll never guess what I bought and you can see she's holding a leash and here she comes leading in this adorable donkey I love how the audience is like woo and they start clapping you just see Becky's face is just like what <laughs> 
Like, Becky, you grew up on a farm. Donkeys aren't foreign to you. It's a bit unusual that they'd see one within the city limits. I I guess. It's just... I love how they created, like, the shorty theme song. He's got his own theme music here. Even Nikki and Alex are, like, so excited. Like, oh my gosh, they're just like, I want to ride the donkey. Michelle is just oblivious to all these, like, looks of horror on everyone's face. Like, oh, so, what do you think? <laughs> Danny is just like, Ugh. Looks so angry! Don't get mad at the donkey, he didn't ask to be bought. But Danny's like, please, tell me that's a pinata. DJ Michelle again, their mouths are agape. Like, they can't believe it. Of course, come back from commercial. Danny, arms folded. Everyone's now right by the donkey. Like, Michelle, you bought a donkey? Stephanie goes over and says, Oh, he's cute. He's got big hairy ears, just like Uncle Gus. Uncle Gus? Who's Uncle Gus? He's a relative that we've never met before? Must be like her great uncle or something. Okay, so Nikki is the one in blue, and then Alex is the one in red. Gotcha. And DJ's holding him like, oh, Nikki, look at his pretty eyes. And Danny's like, yeah, yeah. And his four legs and his 300 pound body. And of course, Danny always has to get a cleaning joke. Whenever we get, when we had Rocket, it was all about like, oh my gosh, I just waxed in here. I just vacuumed. Don't get his hooves all over the and And with Ginger, I haven't had the house, uh, you know, monkey guarded. Or the same with, with Scruffy the pig, the potbelly pig. Like, the house hasn't been swine guarded. And here's like, my floor is not donkey guarded. So, of course, Nikki's like, can the donkey sleep in our room? It's like, no, he's not sleeping in anyone's room. She must have come up with this nickname on the car ride home. Ha! And, oh my gosh, I just... I was thinking about this yesterday, like, actually really thinking about how they got this donkey home. Because Kimmy was driving, right? You were not fitting that donkey in the back seat. You're just not. That makes me think of when, in The Simpsons, Homer went to go buy Lisa a pony, and you see him shoving this pony into his back seat. I was just wondering, like, where she can... Because we know that that is one of Jesse's nicknames for Michelle is Shorty, along with, you know... Ankle bite. Well, he hasn't called her that in ages, but... She's like, that's short for shorty. And she's like, and he's sleeping in my room. Like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> and Danny is like, he is not sleeping in anybody's room. This house is not zoned for livestock. So, of course, Danny's gonna blame Jesse. Jesse, this is all your fault. Hey, you gotta go out and live a little. It's like, okay, A, I don't talk like that. And B, unless that thing is filled with a candy center, you can't blame me for this. He's like, A, I don't talk like that. And two, I thought she was going to the candy store. And unless Now, unless that donkey has a creamy chocolate center, you can't blame me for this. So, of course, Michelle explains, well, we were on our way to the candy store when we passed this petting zoo. And I love Joey's like, well, apparently you didn't, you didn't pass it completely. Now Danny, of course, is going to point a finger at Kimmy since, you know, she was the one that drove Michelle. She's supposed to go to the candy store. Kimmy, how could you let this happen? And she's like, hey, I told her to go for the two ostriches. Is that where she got Oscar the ostrich? So, of course, Michelle perused what animals they still had there. 
And she's like, well, I liked Shorty. And the man asked me how much money I had. And she's, I told him I had 221. And guess how much he cost? And Danny's like, let me give you the benefit of the doubt. 220. And she's like, no, 221. Okay, um, Michelle's eight years old. And whenever I watch this episode, I tell Jeremy this all the time. I would have just said, oh, I got, I got $10 or $5. But she's eight. She just thought, oh, well, here, maybe this will be enough. All of it. Anyone else I can imagine would be like, oh, here, let me get some, uh, here's five bucks. I'll take the donkey for five. I kind of wonder if the guy would have accepted five or ten dollars for that donkey. I mean, I don't want to know what that guy's going to do with $221. And Danny does tell Michelle, like, sweetie, I'm sorry you got ripped off, but this donkey can't stay here. You have to take him back. And Kimmy is like, well, Mr. T, the thing about that is it was kind of a traveling petting zoo. And Michelle's like, yeah. He, he even had a sign that said, you pet it, you bought it. Hence the name of the episode. Think, Honey, he can't stay in this house. He sheds, he stinks, he's dirty. You just met this donkey. He's shedding already. He stinks. He's, di- he's dirty. That is the cleanest donkey I've ever seen in my life. And I don't see that many donkeys. In fact, the only one I ever saw in person in real life, I think, was wearing one of those blankets on its back. And it was at the circus back in 2004. Of course, Stephanie's like, you let Kimmy in here. Of course, Kimmy's like, I don't shed. So, (laughs) Danny's like, I don't care. I'm not arguing about this. He's got to go back to the petting zoo. And that's where Kimmy's like, well, you might have a problem there, Mr. T. They were packing up to go to Seattle. So I take it the reason they got rid of the donkey was because it wasn't drawing in a crowd. Like, oh, a donkey. We can see that anywhere. We can go to a farm and see a donkey. That's what I gotta guess. I mean, I doubt they were getting rid of all their animals. They were probably just getting rid of the ones that weren't bringing in the money. The ones that weren't drawing in a crowd. I mean, maybe if you put, like, a hat on Shorty or, um, I don't know. There's an episode of the show, um, it was out in 96, 96, 97, um, Second Noah. It was on ABC. I watched it. Um, it was about a husband and wife who couldn't have kids and they adopted like eight kids and um, the wife worked at... It was all filmed in like Tampa, Florida around the Bush Gardens area because the wife worked as a zookeeper. And it was such a good show. Such a good show. But I just remember there's an episode that they had a donkey and they wanted to raise money to pay their housekeeper's parking tickets, so they, like, dyed the, uh, the donkey's fur, like, Pepto-Bismol pink. I'm not saying they should dye Shorty's fur, like, pink or anything, or blue or red. I do feel bad for Shorty, because he's kind of put in this situation against his will. He didn't ask for Michelle to buy him. He didn't ask to be, you know, brought into a petting zoo. This is where Michelle said, the man said, you pet it, you bought it. 
And Danny's like, oh, this is great. All right, well, I guess he has to stay here the night. Oh, boy. So Danny just has Michelle put Shorty in the backyard for now, and then we'll figure out what to do with him in the AM. I love how Michelle isn't even really listening to Danny. Is She's like, Shorty, be on your best behavior tonight. Maybe Dad will let us keep you. This is about the most inane logic as when DJ thought if she kept rocking a secret for two weeks, her dad would be so proud that she would be so proud that, you know, she was able to take care of this horse that her dad would be so impressed he'd have to let her keep him. As children, we don't really think with that form of, like, that logical part of our brain. It's just like, oh, I have a donkey. Oh, I have a horse. So Danny does explain to Michelle, you know, while he is here, you are going to have to clean up after him. And Michelle's like, oh, that's no problem. I clean up after my hamster all the time. And I'm just thinking, this is another insight to the small animals that the Tanner girls have taken in that we never will see. Michelle's hamster, Stephanie and her two turtles... I don't think that DJ ever mentioned having a a pet that we never saw. Oh, I love... <laughs> DJ's like, you know, I think Shorty's gonna be a bigger responsibility. I mean, he may be, like, the size of, like, a small pony. So his poos are definitely going to be big and stinky. Here we go with the theme song. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's <laughs> Michelle... Leads him to the backyard on a leash. I want the boys to be happy too, but I think too much of a good thing could be unhealthy. True, but not enough of a good thing could leave him with a lifetime sense of deprivation and loss. Well, if it's going to scar him for life. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Hey, Jess, Michelle back in the candy store yet? No, I haven't seen her. She went to the candy store? She didn't happen to have a shoebox with her, did she? Yeah, I told her to take her lemonade money and uh, live a little. She must be living large. She made over $200. Selling lemonade? And she took it all with her? Danny, come on, relax. How much candy could she possibly buy? The most money I ever spent at a candy store was like 185 Hey, everybody, you'll never guess what I bought. Please tell me that's a pinata. <laughs> Michelle, you bought a donkey? He's cute. He's got big hairy ears, just like Uncle Gus. <laughs> Mickey, look, look at his pretty eyes. Yeah, yeah, and his four legs and his 300-pound body. I want him out of my kitchen. My floor is not donkey-guarded. Can a donkey sleep in our room? Mickey, his name is Shorty. That's short for Shorty. And he's sleeping in my room. He is not sleeping in anybody's room. This house is not zoned for livestock. Jess, this is all your fault. Hey, you gotta go out and live a little. A, I don't talk like that. Two, I thought she was going to the candy store. Now, unless that donkey has a creamy chocolate center, you can't blame me for this. Well, we're on our way to the candy store when we pass this petting zoo. Well, apparently you didn't pass it completely. Kimmy, how could you let this happen? 
Hey, I told her to go for the two ostriches. Well, I like Shorty, and the man asked me how much money I had. I told him I had $221, and guess how much he cost? Let me give him the benefit of the doubt. $220? Nope, $221. Michelle, look, I'm sorry you got ripped off, but he cannot stay here in this house. He sheds, he stinks, he's dirty. Do you like Kimmy in here? <laughs> I don't shed. I'm not arguing about this, all right? He's got to go back to the petting zoo. Uh, Mr. T, you might have a problem there. You see, it was kind of a traveling petting zoo. They were packing up to go to Seattle. Yeah, and the man said, you pet it, you bought it. Oh, this is great. All right, I guess he has to stay here the night. Michelle, I want you to put him in the backyard, okay? And we'll figure out what to do with him in the morning. Shorty, be on your best behavior tonight. And maybe Dad will let us keep you. You realize while he's here, you're going to have to clean up after him. No problem. I clean up after my hamster. I think Shorty's going to be a bigger responsibility. <laughs> you know, in watching this now, even though I've seen it a bunch of times... I feel sh really kind of sad for Shorty. He just... And, and, and not just Shorty, the character of Shorty. I mean, the donkey itself. It just... It really doesn't look like it wants to be there. And it just... It's sad. It's just not even looking in Michelle's direction. He's looking away like, I really don't like this. I don't want to be here. I don't know you people. So we're going to go to Shorty's first night, and what a night it is. It's not good, everybody. So this, of course, this sound effect, even though in the episode it's supposed to be coming from Shorty, it's clearly just someone doing a bad impersonation of a donkey. Here we go. Here's a real donkey braying so you can get a better idea. And granted, either way, I would not want to be trying to fight sleep or listening to either of those. I mean, the one they have for Shorty here just sounds like that donkey needs to be taken to the vet for lung issues or something. Respiratory issues. I mean, I guess it's not terrible. I mean, I'm sure they went and, like, heard donkey sounds and just tried to imitate it as best they could. Of course, we go into Michelle and Stephanie's room, and <laughs> Michelle is awake. Clearly, Stephanie can't sleep either. Like, what is that noise? So Michelle gets up and goes over to Stephanie and says, Stephanie, I think you're snoring. It's like, hey, that's not me. I thought it was your stomach. And they pretty quickly deduce that it's actually Shorty that's making that noise. So they go to the door and Michelle's like, hey, do you think the neighbors can hear him? And then all of a sudden you hear this, whatever that is, I'm gonna shoot it. It's like, I think they can hear it. I would think at this point in time, there would be a police officer on Danny's doorstep saying, I have a noise complaint here. You have a livestock animal. You know, it makes me think of Mrs. Doubtfire when Robin Williams' character Daniel goes and gets that petting zoo in San Diego. 
to the house and you you have a donkey you have a pony you have so many different barnyard type animals and it's just this is not you don't do that you want to have a donkey great go buy a house in the country and have a donk have a bunch of donkeys not to mention, I mean, their houses here are so close together. You could probably hear that braying from Shorty like a mile away or a half a mile away. This lady that they got doing this voice, you can clearly hear it's done on like an empty soundstage somewhere because you can hear the echoing. Not to mention the woman who says it has got like some type of a, a Brooklynish, New York type accent. So Danny, of course, downstairs, brings in Shorty on his leash and says, Hey, I'm bringing him in. Go back to bed. Put your guns on safety. It's fine. So clearly we see the donkey, Shorty, kind of opening his mouth flaps, his lips or whatever. And you just say, I... <laughs> Sorry, oh my gosh. Um, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> but um clearly it's a sound effect that's just being like overlapped or dubbed into Shorty's open mouth. He doesn't even technically open the mouth, it's just a lip flap so it's flapping up. Danny's like, Oh great, this is wonderful. Can you just wipe your hooves on the way in? Thank you. Danny's got to get in there. Hey, maybe tomorrow I'll take you prospecting for... Go- oh my gosh, I just thought of the episode. Remember, this is not the first time they've used a donkey on this show. Remember, um, let me look it up. I want to make sure I get this episode right. Yes, season 5, episode 22, The Trouble with Danny. There is a donkey here with him. Not, I mean, it's an, it looks like a much older donkey. Shorty looks... Very young. This one looks like what Shorty will become in like 20 years. Um, There's also, if you remember, the series finale where they're trying to find Michelle because she's taken off with her horse. And (laughs) Joey, of course, gets left with Milton Burrow, which I swear they make... Oh, no, Norman the donkey is in Season five's Trouble with Danny. Okay. So, yes, this is not the first time they've used a donkey on the show. Okay, now I gotta go back. I gotta go back because this is Season 8, Episode 6, right? Season 8, 24, the series finale... Oh, wait, no, see, uh, episode 23, the first hit, Michelle Rise Again, part one. I wonder if they use the same, I gotta find this out now. I gotta find it out. If they use the same donkey. Maybe. No, I checked, it's not the same donkey. It's another older looking donkey. Gray. Shorty looks, I mean, out of the three donkeys, I really, Shorty is the best looking donkey out of the three. He by far looks like maybe even the youngest donkey. I would love to get some insider information into what it was like working on these animal episodes with, you know, Rocket the horse, Ginger the monkey, Shorty or Scruffy the pig, Pabilly pig, and then Shorty the donkey. Even when they had the 
bird, like little big Sid and little little Sid the bird. Remember the beautiful? Was it a was it a macaw? I can't remember. It was gore, like blue, like like light like blue and then kind of yellow. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous bird. Those birds live forever, you know. They live like 50 plus t- Oh, yeah. When I was in the pet store one day, I was looking at this one bird and it said something lifespan of like like 80 plus years or something. Like, that is a commitment that I don't know. I mean, that's how you make arrangements for something happens to you. You make sure your bird is taken care of because outside of that bird's going to outlive you. Of course, the donkey is awoken. Everyone else in this house. Michelle comes down. Stephanie comes down. Joey comes down. Representing Detroit Red Wings. We got DJ coming down. Stephanie's like, wow, what's wrong with him? And Michelle's like, do you think he's sick? And I love how Joey, like, bends down and, like, kind of looks down at uh, Shorty's rear. Like, oh, I'm not taking his temperature. Who says he has to have a rectal thermometer to take his temperature? Maybe he's sticking in the ear. I don't know. Oh, his ears are so fuzzy and soft. I just want to run my hand over them. Oh, his fur just looks so soft. I want to rub my face in it. Oh, DJ, of course, is complaining (laughs) about the fact that, like, oh, if this donkey doesn't let me get some sleep, I'm going to look like a wreck for my senior picture tomorrow. DJ, you should have gotten that done in the summertime. Come on. That's what you do. I, I just said this not too long ago, right? Summertime before senior year, that's when you get your your portrait shaken. You can't tell me he can't afford a professional photographer to get in there and take pictures of his eldest daughter for her senior year picture. Oh, that goes in my yearbook, my graduation announcements, college applications. And I love how Stephanie's like, yeah, it's also the picture they use if you're ever on hard copy. Only Shorty has something to say about that. Like, I've been on hard copy. Of course, Michelle has to chastise Shorty, saying, Shorty, you're not making a very good first impression. Sweetie, he can make the greatest impression in the world. He is not staying. You gotta get that out of your head. He is not going to live there. And here comes Becky and Jesse. Jesse, of course, is having issues of his own sleeping, regardless of Shorty's braying, because he's got some annoying hair rollers. And Becky's like, honey, if they bother you that much, take them out. But as Becky comes down, she goes, see, I told you it wasn't Joey. (laughs) We haven't gotten any scenes with Common and and Shorty. Maybe they thought, like, maybe they were going to try it and then they just did, like, a a test screening and it didn't work out well. Maybe the dog didn't agree with the donkey. I don't know. Maybe we do get a comma in Shorty scene. I, I don't know. Yeah, Becky's like, if they bother you that much, don't sleep in them. And Danny's like, well, how's anyone going to get any sleep with this thing in the house? Well, what about the basement? That's soundproofed, right? Because of when you're recording. Just put him down in the basement. He'll be fine. And he's like, well, I take him back outside, but apparently it's donkey season. Of course... Michelle is advocating for Shorty. Like, Dad, be nice to Shorty. It's his first night. He's scared. Remember Common's first night? He slept on an alarm clock and a water bottle. I'm like, sweetie, you were like three years old. How can you possibly remember that? can't remember Common's first night there. I don't think she does. But then, of course, we get a laugh out of Joey where he's like, uh... 
That was actually my first night. But yes, when he lived in the alcove on that cot. That actually is um, something I guess you can do with puppy. I guess that might be like um, even maybe outdated. There are other ways for helping puppies get through their first nights because every morning I wake up and I watch a I got a puppy video. Then I've been doing that for years and you guys are probably like, what about your rabbit, cat, and hamster? Like, I know and I love my fur babies. But, you know, I mean, anyway, they say like when you bring a puppy home, the first night is always going to be the hardest. They say like put a blanket over the cage. Um, Also, there are these stuffed dogs that have like a fake like heartbeat or even like a blanket or a toy that has the mother's scent on there is supposed to be comforting as well so of course donkey continues to i'm donkey shorty continues to bray um nikki and ellen's come down like donkey ride me first and becky's like no no boys the ride is closed just like the um, pony uh, Sandy at the Meyer has been closed for a while due to everything going on that only costs a penny to ride the Sandy horse. So she's like, alright, back to bed, boys. And they're like, sing three's company, daddy. It's like, boys, I it's the middle of the night. I don't want to sing three's company. And of course, everyone's like, you know, Jess, why don't you give it a try? Maybe it'll draw an Engelbert donkey dink over here. Almost midnight. I thought it was like 2 a.m. There's a, it's almost midnight. What time did you go to bed? Nine? Wait, literally, everyone's acting like they are being woken up at like 3 a.m. See, you don't even know all the words. What's a few lines? It's going to be fun. Like, I'll sing it to you tomorrow. Apparently the donkey wants to hear the Three's Company rendition. You must be familiar with the TV show. Maybe one of the carnies or whoever runs Petting Zoo watches reruns on a little like portable TV. Hey donkey, check out this. John Ritter here is Jack Tripper. And Janet and uh, uh what is this? Let's see, Jack, Janet, and Chrissy. That's right. And then they had, they had, was it Terry and then Cindy or Cindy and then Terry? Because I know, like, the whole debacle behind Suzanne Summers leaving the show. There's, I think it might still be on YouTube, Behind Three's Company. It's like a TV movie that just, and I knew there was some turmoil about that, but I didn't know the logistics. I know TV movies on Stuff like that aren't exactly 100% truthful, but there was a bit of turmoil, a lot of, yeah, so. Even, everyone's like, come on, just sing it, alright? Maybe it'll drown out Engelbert Donkey Dink over here. Like, Joey, please. What does Joey have to get up in the morning for? It's not like he's got to do the radio show in the a.m. It's not like he has to do a comedy thing at 10 a.m., they will get roughly, what, six to seven hours of sleep on top of the two hours they probably already gotten. It will be just fine. I say, like, fine, fine, fine. All right, I'll sing it. But after that, we're all going to bed. Thank goodness. I love how as soon as Jesse starts singing, Shorty's ears are up at attention like he is hearing this and he is loving Jesse's voice. 
Still doesn't know that we got the stuff and the thing and the thing. Three's company, too, because he has the boys, of course, include them in it. Those kids have probably been sleeping since, like, 7.30. They're gotten, like, four and a half hours of sleep. They're wide awake. All right, let's go, boys. Come on. Time to go to bed. And, of course, as soon as Jesse and Becky and the boys head to the stairs... Shorty's like, oh no, you get back here and you keep singing that song. I don't care if you don't know all the words. <laughs> and even Stephanie is like, you know, sh- when you were singing that song, Uncle Jesse, Shorty got this like quiet, dreamy look on his face. And Jesse's like, maybe it's gas. And everyone's pretty much decided, it's like, no, seriously, he didn't make a peep when you were singing. I think he liked your... Your song is like a, um, a sleep aid or something, like Ambien or Trazodone or whatever. I only say Trazodone because I take that to sleep at night, and it seems to help. I actually ended up getting, um, a nightlight just because, I mean, normally I can't sleep with the light on, but it just, it kind of helps when I'm transitioning into, from falling asleep to... They say, like, if you take that stuff, it does have, like, um... You get, like, weird, vivid dreams, which I don't really have that issue as much anymore, but that nightlight does help me, so... That's a little insight information into my, uh, sleep time ritual now. And I sleep on an air mattress. It's been going okay. Well, since we, uh, took our bed apart, Jeremy's been sleeping on the couch, I've been sleeping on the air mattress up in the bedroom, which I kind of made my own little area right at the moment. <laughs> it's like, it's like I have my own space! <laughs> it's like I reformed to my bachelorette to my pre-married days, my pre-Jeremy days. <laughs> and Jeremy's like, you know you're a little too happy about this? I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. You're a little too happy that you have your own space. I love Jesse. It's like, yeah, well, maybe maybe he has gas or something. Oh, it's like, no, come on, Uncle Jesse. Just, I gotta get some sleep. When is she having... Okay, she's having the picture done like everyone else is doing a picture day, right? Okay. Danny should have uh, paid for a photographer. You only graduate high school once, everybody. One time. Everyone's like... Jesse, how about an encore for Shorty? He demands it. And Jesse's like, my gosh, I think you guys have been inhaling a little closer to the donkey. I'm not singing to him all night. It's like, please. Jesse's like, there's no way that my singing has anything to do with him not... And, of course, Shorty, for a fact, he's like... Like, you know, like, uh, apparently it does. Uh, Jesse gets right up in Shorty's face and just starts serenading him. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We got the thing and the thing and the thing. Three's company, too. And, of course, I just love how Shorty's ears kind of flick back and forth. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, before he sings, like, all right, I'll do it. Mainly because I like the song so much. You just, at this point, you act like you can't stand the song. Maybe it's one of those things where you do it so much that you end up actually like it. You know, like, one of these songs at first you listen, like, oh, gosh, I don't like it. But you listen to it, like, five more times, and you're like, you know, it's starting to grow on me. And then it's like, let me play it five more times, like, repeat, repeat, repeat. I think, honestly, all these sound effects that Shorty is making from the little, like, hmm, 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 I think that's clearly someone 
dubbing in those sound effects. I mean, I know that donkeys don't not make noise, but I think, like, they're not going to get the noises that they need, the responses, the emotions coming out of Shorty's tranquil face. The only reaction we can even see that Shorty is even taking any of this in is the movement of his adorable ears. I just want to rub my face in his fur so bad. I know you're like, wow, that's more than we ever wanted to know about you. <laughs> but he's so cute. Sorry, but if I had to choose between Shorty the donkey and Donkey from Shrek, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with the donkey from Shrek. I love him, but I love Shorty more. Jesse stands up after he's done serenading Shorty, and Shorty's like, where do you think you're going? You get back here and you uh, continue to serenade me all night. Because everyone's like, oh, well, you heard it, Jess. He's only, um, quiet when you sing. It's like, ugh. So, like, yeah, I'm not serenading him all night. Nope, yeah, we're in the living room, and he is having Michelle. Since Michelle brought the donkey into that house, she's kind of responsible. Like, you're helping me sing to this thing all night. I'm sorry, but I'm not doing this alone. <laughs> Prospecting for gold. What's wrong with him? You think he's sick? No, oh, I'm not taking his temperature. If that donkey doesn't let me get some sleep. I'm gonna look like a wreck for my senior picture tomorrow. That goes in my yearbook, my graduation announcements, my college applications. It's also the one they use if you wind up on hard copy. Remember Comet's first night? He slept with a hot water bottle and an alarm clock. Actually, that was my first night. <laughs> Ducky ride! Me first! No, guys, the ride is closed. Come on, back to bed. See? Face company, Daddy. Boys, it's, it's almost midnight. I don't want to sing Three's Company. I'll sing it tomorrow for you. Oh, come on, sing it, Jess. Maybe you'll drown out Engelbert Donkey Dink over here. All right, fine, I'll sing it. But after that, we're all going to bed, all right? Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. I got the thing and the stuff and the thing. 
Please come in Good night, everybody. Say good night. <laughs> Uncle Jesse, wait. When you sang, Shorty got real quiet with this dreamy look on his face. Maybe it's gas. <laughs> oh, come on, Uncle Jesse, I have to get some sleep. Why don't you just try to sing to him, please? You guys are crazy. I think you guys all have been inhaling a little closer to the donkey around here. I mean, there's no way that my singing has anything to do with him not. <laughs> Just do it, Jess. Right, okay, fine, fine. I'm gonna do it. Mainly because I like the song so much. <laughs> Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We got the thing and the stuff and the thing. Three's company, too. Well, you heard it, Jess. He's only quiet when you sing. Oh, Jess, it's true. You're our only hope for getting through the night. <laughs> Please keep singing, Uncle Jesse. If Shorty stays quiet, everyone won't be mad at us. What is this us? us. Yeah. Well, you're the one who said, go out and live a little. Hey, don't you dare blame him. Well, I thought you were going to splurge on a sack of sour balls, not a four-legged flea bag. Aww. He just hurt his feelings. Michelle, enough. What am I supposed to do? Serenade him all night? Yep. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> been waiting for you. You got a thing and some things and some things, and you need some donkey mouthwash, too. <laughs> Shorty, are you sleepy yet? <laughs> Probably not tomorrow. One more time. Sleep at night, maybe. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We got a thing and some things and some words that I still don't know. Three's company. Two. That really irritates me. The fact that Michelle's like, hey, if you sing to him all night, everyone won't be mad at us. And Jesse's like, us. And I'm like, really, Michelle? And Jesse's like, I thought you were going to go spend it on some, you know, a sack of sour balls, not a four-legged flea bag. And you just see Shorty, like, in subtitles that says whimpers. Michelle's like, I hope you're happy, Uncle Jesse. You just hurt his feelings. Like, Michelle, enough. The fact that she didn't even ask permission, she just thought, I'm going to get that. It's like, no, you don't do that. I get it. She's eight years old. That logical part in her brain hasn't been developed yet. But give me a... Kimmy is the one that was driving her. She could have said, you know, granted, she said I was going to tell her to go for the two ostriches. But it's like, Kimmy's a teen. Even at that point, you think logicalness would eventually see start to seep in. Even though Kimmy's, you know, that's totally out of character for her to be logical. But I'm just thinking, neither one of you thought, well, gee, does dad, well, we'll have, play out the scenarios in your head while you're petting this donkey and thinking, I really wish I could bring him home. But then again, was it, you just pet the donkey, what money you got, I'll take it and you can take the donkey. So, Michelle and Jesse are on the couch, singing Three's Company, half asleep. 
It's like, Shorty, are you sleepy? Yeah, I'm going to look it up and see if donkeys are nocturnal. So I did look it up. It says our horses, I can't even, diurnal? D-I-U-R-N-A-L, or are they nocturnal? It says horses, like, I'm not asking about a horse. I'm asking about a donkey, for heaven's sake. I'm not asking about horses. Jeez Louise. Here's some interesting facts about donkeys. Did you know donkeys have excellent memory? A donkey will never get involved in the activity if it is considered unsafe. With proper maintenance and care, a donkey can live for more than 40 years. Donkeys are by nature herd animals. When it comes to traveling in all terrains, donkeys are far better than horses. A donkey is capable of hearing another donkey from a distance of 60 miles in proper de oh, desert conditions. Okay, this is possible because they're their large ears. And their large ears also help to keep their body cool in hot and arid desert conditions. Compared to horses, oh, there's a squirrel. <laughs> Donkeys are capable of independent thinking and decision making and ensuring their safety. That is great. In case they sense something wrong while traveling, they will simply not move ahead. They will start digging in their heels. This is a behavior out of their intelligence. This behavior has made people think donkeys are stubborn. I didn't know that donkeys hate rain. Their coat is not waterproof and staying out in rain for a long period actually damages their health. Donkeys and horses are often crossbred. The baby of a female horse and a male donkey is known as a mule. Really? Now that I did not know. The baby of a male horse and a female donkey is known as a henny? And female donkeys, also known as jennies, stay pregnant for 365 days and eventually give birth to a single baby foil. Or I mean foal, I'm sorry, foil. <laughs> this is interesting. Donkeys get depressed very easily when left alone. That is the reason why they live in herds. In absence of other donkeys, they will need some other companions, like goats or humans. Well, you know what? The Tanner family is right up your alley then, Shorty. Alright, it's morning time. Let's see how Shorty fared. So, it's finally morning. We're in the living room. Michelle, of course, is asleep. On one end of the couch, Jesse's asleep on the other end, and of course, Shorty's got his big old face, like, tucked right down between the arm of the couch and Jesse's. Jesse's body. And of course, just like with Ginger the monkey, Jesse thinks that Shorty, because he's like half asleep, he's like asleep, like he thinks that Shorty's face is back. Like, oh, your face needs a shave. And a breath mint. And then he, of course, he opens his eyes and he's like, ah! like, Michelle, wake up. It's morning. She's like, great, we made it through Shorty's first night. Thanks, Uncle Jesse. He's like, yeah, give me a hug. I'm sure I smell like a barnyard. And she's like, oh, no, not at all. I'm like, oh. So we hear Stephanie scream from the kitchen, and oh my gosh. And it turns out Shorty had wandered into the kitchen and chewed right down the middle of Stephanie's map. Or as she says, he ate the entire farm belt. And Michelle's like, oh, don't get mad at Shorty, he just loves America. So... Danny also comes down with Becky and Joey, and Danny's like, oh, honey, don't worry, I'll write you a note. And she's like, what are you going to say, the donkey ate my homework? I used that excuse last week. Really? Well, why not at least award partial credit? She's got like 95% of the map still 
fair. It's not like he ate the entire thing. What did she use? Like flour and water or something? DJ comes down, of course. I don't know why with DJ's character that they're like, oh, let's put her in like ties and suspenders and vests and stuff. But anyway, she's pretty much wearing like a black vest with a a tie just underneath and a white shirt. She's also got black sunglasses on. You can tell her face is kind of puffed up and blotchy. And she's like, I can't take my senior picture looking like this. I look like a blotchy blowfish. My nose is running. My eyes are watering and all puffed up. It's like, well, what could you possibly be allergic to? Like, what am I, what could I possibly be allergic to? And everyone's like, shorty. And she's like, he's in the house. Get him out. I'm breathing donkey dinter. And she runs upstairs. That looks like a trip to the emergency. Her face is really blotchy. I would reschedule that picture taking. My goodness. See, I told you she should have gotten it done during the summertime before senior year started. ASC Michigan. And the Great Lakes. Oh, I kind of see what she did there. She did a little bit of green on one side, a little bit of white on the other. It's very cool. I like it. But honestly, the majority of the map is there. Like I said, you're missing like maybe... 90%. I'd say honestly even 95%. And I like it. Jesse apologized. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I must have fallen asleep and Shorty got up for a mid... Must have gotten up for a midnight snack. Stephanie's just a shot. Like, oh my gosh, Dad, look at my map. Shorty ruined it. Well, he's still got some pieces or crumbs that he discarded that were on the floor. And Stephanie is like, I'm going to fail geography. And he's like, I will write you a note, sweetheart. It will be fine. He's like, really? What am I going to say? The donkey ate my homework? I used that one last week. Uh-huh. Why don't get... I don't think she's going to fail unless her grade is really already not that great. I mean, if anything, just have her do some extra credit to make up that extra part of the grade or something. Take a picture of Shorty. Have it developed, of course, because they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have Insta pictures. Or get a Polaroid. Take a picture of Shorty. See, I'm not lying. This is a donkey. Or have it him with the the map and show him eating it. Like, so that way, yeah. You have evidence. You have proof that a donkey was in your house. And then that way the teacher's like, well, I, I guess I believe you. I mean, it doesn't sound very far-fetched. I mean, of all the other stories you've told, oh, excuses over the years you've told Stephanie, I mean, yeah. So it's like, what can I possibly be allergic to? And everyone's like, shorty. And Danny's like, what? He's in the living room. And she's like, DJ's like, get him out, get him out. I'm breathing donkey dander. She looks really bad. I mean, her face is literally, like, just red patches. Uh, um, just letting you guys know, if you do hear some noises, people laughing, talking, it's, um, from on the other side of the fence. They're having a celebration, so. Just so you know. So, Stephanie's like, we gotta get that mule out of the house now. And Danny's like, alright, 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 just don't anybody panic, you know? We don't want to spook him or scare him. Immediately we hear Danny, we see him walk into the the living room and we are, ah! And then we see great granddaddy Cornwall, the giant portrait, the sepia tone portrait, 
now has Shorty's face sticking through it and not Danny's great-great-grandpappy. I mean, you see the picture with Shorty's face sticking through it, and it just, it looks more like someone just cut a jagged hole around to take out the picture of Bob Saget's face in a, you know, the war uniform. Danny's like, great Gary and Danny Cornwall. And of course, Jesse's like, oh, now I see the resemblance. I go, Jesse, stop. Danny, it's not like you don't have a backup picture that you can just have it redone. Granted, this probably costs an arm and a leg, even for 1995. I mean, you can even get pictures that are, like, put on a canvas and hung on a wall and stuff. And that's not, it, it's not even cheap today. It's not cheap. So Michelle goes over to Shorty, grabs him by his harness, and says, Shorty, how could you? Danny, of course, is like, enough's enough. That's it. He's out of here. He grabs the door, yanks it open, screams out there, Anybody want to buy a donkey? Anybody want a free donkey? And Becky's like, Danny, shut the door. Nobody wants to buy a donkey. Nobody wants a free donkey. Oh, yeah, when he's like, anybody want to buy a donkey? And Jesse's like, Danny, nobody wants to buy a donkey. And Michelle's like, I did. So when Danny's like, anybody want to buy a, f- get a free donkey? And the lady who screamed, whatever that is, I'm going to shut it. She's like, shut up, Tanner, I'd rather hear the donkey. Like, okay. She is like right on the front of the porch. She is that close. I know the houses are close, but my gosh. It just sounds like this person, whoever's doing this ADR line or whatever you want to call it, is just like in an empty room that echoes. Becky's like, Danny, please, the neighbors are armed and cranky. Let's not uh, provoke them any farther than we already have. So Becky's the one that comes up with an idea. Like, hey, why don't you take Shorty to the children's zoo? And Joey's like, yeah, and after that, maybe a movie. It's like, oh, for heaven's sake. So Jesse's the one that's like, look, Michelle, I'm sure you can agree with everyone here. This, this shorty thing, it's, it's not working for this family. So Michelle takes it pretty decently. She's like, yeah, you're right. So she's like, hey, shorty, what do you think about that children's zoo? I mean, you could eat all day and pray all night. You'd fit right in. It's like, great, another place to go to and get gawked at all day and pointed at by uh, people and laughed at. <laughs> you know how many times I've heard, well, look at those ears. Here's Dumbo the donkey or something. Or how many times I've been mistaken for the donkey in the coffee commercial and all that stuff. <laughs> Apparently he's aggressive. <laughs> cool with it. Danny goes over to Michelle and says, all right. Michelle, I think it's time to say goodbye to Shorty. Danny's like, okay, only question here is whose car are we taking? And Joey's like, you know, with a shave and a hat, we could get him on the bus. A shave and a hat. I think you're going to have to go a little bit harder than just a shave and a hat. What are you shaving? His face? That's not going to make him look any more human. Oh my gosh. Here's, Here's an idea, right? Okay. Picture this. Shorty, wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Wearing 
Joey's got, doesn't he have any shirts from like 87 when the show started? Those really bright colors. Get some blacks, get some sunglasses, get a really cool like Panama Jack hat, something kind of cool like that. Really jazz it up. Make him look, oh my goodness. I just think that would be so adorable. And I think the bright colors would suit Shorty's gray fur. It would really, really pop on him. Oh, Michelle, of course, this is childlike logic. She's like, I was thinking, after we sell Shorty to the zoo, I'm going to buy candy for everyone and put the rest of the money in the bank. And I'm like, sweetie, you are not getting any money. Even Jesse's like, I'm sorry, Shorty. I meant her. I'm talking to Michelle. We aren't getting any money for Shorty because we're going to donate him to the zoo. And just Michelle saying... So that's it? I'm broke? It's like, it's a hard lesson to learn. She really, she, I thought, yeah, she did work hard supplying the lemonade. But I can not ever see that that is like a once in a lifetime shot. Those construction workers are going to be like, no, we need to have change. And I'm wondering if at eight years old, would Michelle know how to make change? I think I was, what, 11 when I started learning how to... I mean, like, I was going to be helping my grandpa at the Lansing City Market, and I needed to know how to make change because I'd be dealing with customers for the first time and stuff like that. I mean, granted, my grandpa would be nearby to help, but... I think the zoo is going to spend $221 on that donkey. If they totally say, well, no, this isn't that kind of zoo... Then again, maybe it's similar to what that, oh my god, I was just thinking about that today when I was driving around, about just that type of traveling petting zoo and just the conditions that Shorty probably lived in prior to coming to live in the Tanner home for less than 24 hours. Just, I, I mean, it's not like he's bald and patchy and losing fur. He doesn't have mites or uh fleas or anything like that his ears look beautiful his hair his mane looks nice and glossy i'm sure you're like wow you are falling in love with that donkey i'm like he's cute if i could have a donkey and that's a big never gonna happen but if i could i'd want a donkey like shorty i mean milton burrow from the season eight series finale and Norman, Norm, what's a mil Norman the donkey when um in trouble with Danny in season six, five. <laughs> they got. I I'm sorry, but this shorty is the best. I just I love his coloring. He's not like, you know, like snow, you know, white and gray. Like he's you know been through the ringer a few times. He is just beautiful. And I love how when she's like, I'm going to put the rest of the money in the bank. And she looks up at Danny. And I love how he kind of takes his finger and kind of like brushes the side of her cheek. Like, oh, that's a sweet idea, Michelle. You're following in Daddy's footsteps of saving your money. And when Jesse says Shorty, immediately Shorty is at attention. Like, <laughs> you know, donkey brain. He's like, oh, you're talking to me? Like, no, 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 no. Not you, her. <laughs> I told you, Michelle, you should have just said I got $10. And I was, another thing, I was thinking on my drive, you know, back tonight for running errands about this particular thing. And I'm just thinking, she brought that shoebox 
full of money. Granted, she had a top on it, so anyone seeing her probably saw, oh, it's why is that person got a shoebox? Maybe they have shoes in there. Who knows? I'm just thinking, that is so dangerous. She could have put her and Kimmy in a lot of danger. If somebody knew that she had 200 and whatever dollars, they would have robbed her. They could have. She's, it's just, and I'm just thinking about, you know, Kimmy and everything like that. And I'm and about, this clearly had to have been Michelle's idea. You know how easily, you know, Kimmy's thought process can be overpowered by anyone with any real logical thinking. Granted, this was not a logical decision made by an eight-year-old. I just think, I think honestly, Michelle had something over Kimmy that, uh, it's like, if you don't take me to this petting zoo, I'm gonna tell DJ, blah, 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 blah. Or, or maybe, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, Michelle, I mean, we could check that out. I mean, I've been, uh, it looks like they got some ostriches there. I might check them out. Because, you know, she did say, well, I told her to go for the ostriches. And Jesse doesn't, you know, mince words. Like, yeah, I'm afraid so, pal. And Michelle takes it, you know, better than expected than someone who's out 221 bucks. Like, that's okay. At least one good thing happened. We all got to meet Shorty. And everyone just looks at her like, are you serious? We lost so much sleep last night. And then she's like, uh, what time does that, uh show open and Stephanie's like who cares we'll wait by the gate Michelle's like Uncle Jesse you know what Shorty would really like before he leaves and Jesse's like I'm not kissing him goodbye she's like come on you know it's like alright okay but you guys all gotta help me this time it's like come and knock on our door we've been waiting for you. And everyone chimes in with it. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's company too. And he's like, those are the words. I knew that. I knew that. It's like, you did not. If you did, it's one of those things that's like at the back of your mind, the tip of your tongue. You're, I knew something to that regard. When was the last time Jesse even probably watched a Three's Company episode? It's probably been a bit. Yes, well, your poor sister is upstairs who probably needs an EpiPen or a trip to... I mean, that is bad. Her face was, like, red and blotchy. Her eyes were practically... Probably swollen short. Just big time. It's like, somebody needs to go up there and check on her. Like, that is... That is big time bad. I've never been allergic to anything that I know of. I mean, maybe like hay dust or something, but anything that just made my nose like itch and sneeze, but an ice water. When's the last time I've been around a hay bale? I can't even remember. I, it's, it was more like when I was on the farm and helping my dad load hay onto his, <laughs> helping. Those things, those hay bales, they weighed 40 pounds. No way. Even as an adult, I think I tried to like lift one. I'm like, nope. I think that donkey is ready to be done with this episode. He just keeps like tossing his head around like, I'm, are we, we're not, oh boy. You gotta sing to me again? Okay. I'll put up, a, but only because I love John Stamos' voice. That's the only reason. Even Stephanie knew the words to it. It's like, she's a bit, quite a bit younger than Jesse is. So, I don't know his excuses. How when Stephanie goes to reach over to kind of like rub between his eyes, like that little uh, spot on his head, he starts to immediately back up. But then again, Lori Laughlin and Bob Saget both have their hands on. It's like they're almost trying to keep him still. 
so he doesn't like take off. He really starts to back up because it's like there's like six people coming at him with hands outstretched. Like, ah, don't touch me. I'm allergic to peoples. Dang. Jody Sweet is really like patting his head, like, hi, Shorty. Hi. We're going to miss you. Eh. Like, oh my head. I have a migraine now. Thank you. He's like, God, oh, I couldn't get out of the house fast enough. Oh, the tanners. Oh my God. I mean, the kid was nice and everything. Where are Nikki and Alex? They still stairs asleep? Oh my goodness gracious. Beck. <laughs> you need a shave. <laughs> and a mint. <laughs> Shell, wake up. It's morning. You did it. You got Shorty through his first night. And Thanks, last. Uncle Jesse. No problem, hon. Give me a hug. Although I probably smell like a barnyard. No, no. Not at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! I can't believe it. It's ruined. What? What's happening? Uncle Jesse, look at my map. Mm. Sorry, Steph. I fell asleep. Shorty must have gone out for a midnight snack. He ate the entire farm belt. <laughs> Dad, would you look at this? Shorty ruined my map. I'm gonna fail geography. Just take it easy, sweetie. I'll write you a note. What are you gonna say? The donkey ate my homework? <laughs> I used that one last week. Shorty didn't need to wreck your map. He just loves America. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you What horrible. am I gonna do? I'm all sniffly, my eyes are all puffy. I, I can't take my senior picture looking like a blotchy blowfish. Oh man, maybe it's an allergic reaction. To what? I'll give you one guess. Shorty. He's in the living room? Get him out, get him out, I'm breathing donkey dander. Let him go upstairs, there you go. We gotta get that mule out of the house, now. Okay, fine, fine, just don't anybody panic, you know? We don't want to overreact and scare him. Oh, no. <laughs> Great granddaddy Cornwall! You know, I'm finally starting to see the family resemblance. Shorty, how could you? That's it. He's out of here. Danny, where are you going? Anybody want to buy a donkey? Danny, nobody wants to buy a donkey. I did. Right. Anybody want a free donkey? Shut up, Tanner. I'd rather hear the donkey. <laughs> neighbors are armed and cranky. Now I have an idea. Why don't you take Shorty to the children's zoo? Yeah, and after that, maybe a movie. Shell, <laughs> so I'm sure you agree with everybody. This this Shorty thing, it's just not working out. Yeah, you're right. Shorty, you'll like the zoo. You can eat all day and pray all night. Just fit right in. <laughs> Shall I? I think it's time to say goodbye to Shorty. Only question is, whose car are we taking? You know, with a shave and a hat, we could get him on the bus. I was thinking, after we sell Shorty to the zoo, I'm going to buy candy for everyone and put the rest of the money in the bank. You're not selling him. Shorty. <laughs> not you, her. Listen, uh, we're not going to get any money for Shorty because we're going to donate him to the zoo. So that's it? I'm broke? Pretty much. I'm afraid so, pal. That's okay. At least one good thing happened. We all got to meet Shorty. Right, everyone? No. <laughs> so when's that show opening? Who cares 
and wait by the gate. <laughs> you know what I think he'd really like before he goes, Uncle Jesse? I'm not kissing him goodbye. <laughs> you know. All right, but you guys got to help me out. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. That's it. Those are the words. I All right, so that was the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. You know, except for a couple of background interruptions as far as, you know, I recorded this throughout the week when I could. Given that uh, Tuesday through Thursday was really kind of hectic with everything going down in the basement. Uh, Update as of today, Friday, July 31st. Basement's taken care of. Everything is good to go. And as of now, we have our house on the market and we've already gotten like people wanting to look at it. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's exciting and it's you know, a, little, a little scary, a little scary. You know, um, it's the first time we've done this and with us having Quinn, you know, my cat. I mean, I don't worry so much about Quinn. You know, London, my rabbit, and Liesl because they're in cages. But Quinn is most likely going to be hiding in the closet for a good chunk of the day. Because we got a lot of a lot of appointments, a lot of people coming out tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes <laughs> and how she does. She's probably going to be so frazzled. We're, we decided we're clearly going to just have to uh, find something to occupy our time for a good chunk of tomorrow. So we'll go road tripping somewhere. <laughs> But, um, yeah, other than that, I hope you guys really, you know, you enjoyed this episode. This is the last episode of the Full House Animal Antics. And then, of course, in September, I'm doing, for Grandparents' Day, like I said before, Season 1's Return of Grandma, Season 3's Granny Tanny, Season 8's The Last Dance, Bring Your Tissues, because it's going to be sad. If you've watched the episode, you know just how sad it gets. This breaks my heart. It hurts. And of course, for Dave Coulier's birthday, I am covering for his birthday episode, Grand Gift Auto. Of course, John Stamos' birthday is August 19th. I will be covering... <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank? Cutting It Close, season two's premiere episode. So let me see. Did I think anyone had the best outfit this episode hmm you know even like kind of semi-ragged on dj's you know um senior picture outfit with the tie and it actually wasn't a black vest it was more like um a sleeveless black top type dress thing with a cream white um long sleeve shirt underneath and it was actually very very pretty so i'm gonna i'm gonna go for her for best outfit for worst, uh, I'm gonna go with Joey's. It was like a white and blue, large striped shirt. It was just pretty, meh, pretty average. Nothing great. Runner up, of course, for worst outfit is gonna be Danny's sweat pit stained shirt. <laughs> yeah. And runner-up best outfits. I'm going to give it to Nikki and Alex. You guys know I like the colors red and blue. And they just look adorable. 
see. Now, can I relate to anybody? Um, I think I could relate to Michelle in the fact that she doesn't tell anyone she's bringing this animal home, doesn't get permission. Um, at the farm, my grandparents' house, I guess the cat we had there that was kind of roaming the farm had kittens, and I brought one home, I placed it in the lilac bush, and was just going to pretend. And I did, I'm like, oh, I found this kitten outside, can I have it? And my dad's like, no, you didn't. You got that cat from, the kitten from the farm, and it's going back. So, yeah. Um, lesson learned, honestly, guys, don't do what Michelle did. Definitely don't buy a donkey without your parents permission um don't bring a pet home without your parents permission because that is just not fair to you it's not fair to the animal honestly because they didn't ask to be brought into a situation where they could wind up without a home and just just get their permission just work something out or if you can't get a pet work at it volunteer at an animal shelter they're always looking for volunteers and ways that you can give back to animals and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of animals out there just, they want someone to spend time with them and pet them, walk them, play with them, get them socialized so that way when they do find their fur over home, they'll be comfortable around people. Many ways, you know, to get your animal fix, you know, YouTube, I love watching, um... I got a puppy videos. I know you're probably like, well, how do Quinn and London and Lisa feel? They feel fine about it. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> um, I've been I, I've been doing that honestly for years since even before I brought London home, you know, four and a half years ago. So, but and, and you know, even sometimes I'll look up, you know, I got a bunny or I got a hamster or I got a kitten and stuff like that. It's just it's fun watching these videos because people will just they'll take you along on their road trips to get their pets and just their first night with the pet and just it, it's just it's fun. It's just enjoyable. People let you into kind of like how I do with podcasting, you know, let you into my life and just you know yak about you know Full House, something we all have in common. You know, I talk about books I recommend and shows I watch, aside from Full House and everything. So, okay, since this is the last episode in the series that I've done, you know, I've covered Rocket, I've covered Ginger, I've covered Scruffy, and I've covered Shorty. So now, since I've covered those episodes, I want to rank. I'm going to rank the animals, like, not best to worst, but more, maybe, most enjoyable to watch versus less enjoyable to watch. Or maybe not less enjoyable. That just sounds kind of mean now that I think about it. How about I do it like this? I'm going to rank it from craziest, like, how much of the involvement in the family that the, the, the animal had and everything like that versus not as much, so... Um, I'm going to go with Scruffy as number one because not only he was kind of the the one that led Jesse to wanting to broach the subject of having a baby with Rebecca, I, I, you know, another baby because the boys were getting, you know, they're potty trained, they're two, two and a half, three years old, and, you know, she wants to have a baby. So, <clears throat> also, with them... Being, well, would you say rescue her? Because, of course, they had a little, like, playpen-type uh, corral in the kitchen for Scruffy. And Danny, of course, was not paying attention 
to that roast he had in the oven didn't have a smoke alarm, which what sitcom has a smoke alarm? If they do, I'd really like to know which ones. But, you know, he say, you know, alerted the family, say, and everyone down in the basement, like, hey, there's smoke going on up here. You need to get up here. So he saved them. That's what I'm going to go with, I think, Ginger, just because that was kind of fun. Ginger kind of helped Joey and Wendy get together, and just her fascination with Jesse was hilarious. Her smacking his butt. <laughs> it was so funny. Just, she just loved Uncle Joe. Oh, and the whole thing with Kimmy's, you know, hair dye. Ginger was putting more of those um, colors in there to make it like a deep orangish red. So just kind of her involvement there. So so we got Scruffy in the number one spot. We got Ginger in the next spot. I'm going to go with, for the number three spot, I'm going to go with Rocket, honestly, because... DJ learned, you know, another valuable lesson, just like Michelle did with Shorty. You don't just get an animal and think that your parent or whoever is going to be fine with it. You don't do that. So, in a way, if you think about it, DJ, that caused her to lie to Danny. And also, you know, involve Kimmy and just like, oh no, I need your $50. Because Kimmy was getting nothing out of having co-ownership of Rocket. She never rode him. She never touched him. Never glanced in his direction. Stephanie, of course, was also co-owner of the horse, you know, the tail. And then, of course, at the end, you have Becky, who ends up also actually owning Rocket. We never hear from Rocket again. Maybe Becky just couldn't, like, sorry, I can't keep up with the payments to take care of the horse. And Rocket ended up having to find a fourth owner. Um, and, of course, lastly, I'm going to go with Shorty in the last spot just because he kind of created a, quite a bit of chaos where DJ was having a very bad allergic reaction. Stephanie's map was destroyed. Danny's sepia-toned portrait of his great-great-granddaddy Cornwall was just torn. And you know that thing was ex very expensive. Stephanie so could always make another map. And Danny, yes, he probably could get, find the picture again, have it, you know, enlarged and all that good stuff. But it's just amazing. Something like that. The fact that it was restored to something that is just so large without it being, like, over the picture of being overly pixelated. Especially if it's just an old, old picture. you got to imagine the condition the original picture would be. So if they're able to, like, enlarge it without there being any distortion of any kind on the picture, that's amazing. And that's probably very expensive. And, of course, you know, Shorty keeping Jesse and Michelle. You know, keeping the whole family. And the neighbors. With that braying all night and his love for the theme song to Three's Company. So yeah, that's that's kind of my ranking. So Scruffy, Ginger, Rocket, and Shorty. Kind of like most involvement and in also helping the family. And then on the very bottom end is going to be more like kind of a hindrance to the family and creating, you know, problems for more than one person. So yes, as I said, now that Animal Antics is, is done, I will be covering Season 2, Episode 1, Cutting It Close, which aired on October 14th, 1988. 
In this episode, after an accident, Stephanie is convinced she's a jinx. That synopsis really leaves a lot to be desired. It leaves a lot out, and almost it sounds misleading. I mean, just listen to this. After an accident, Stephanie's convinced she's jinx. So it almost doesn't it almost make you think like the accident is happening to Stephanie, like something happened to. But then again, I mean, this picture here pretty much tells you what's going to happen. It's Jesse with a hospital gown, his arms encased in plaster. We've all seen this episode. I mean, that basically, if you didn't have this picture, if you've never seen this episode of Full House, and even the title, Cutting It Close, that can be interpreted in another way. I mean, granted, it's cutting Jesse's mane of hair. At this point in this episode, I remember the the hair just, he'd already, John Stamos had already gotten his hair cut. So really what they had was, I believe what I've been told is it's a fall, which is just like a, a hair attachment, which just looks very, it just, the hair just looks you can tell it's fake. It looks really, like, ratty, stringy, just bloof. Like, you can definitely tell where his hair ends and the fake hair at the bottom begins. Cutting it close, another way to take this would be, well, yeah, he definitely was cutting it close, where it could have been a lot worse with what happened with him and his motorcycle. It could have been a lot worse. You were really cutting it close. So, of course, I wanted to play a little clip with one of my favorite shows that um, I'm currently re-watching, have been re-watching for, oh my goodness, here we go. <clears throat> Sorry about this. Good thing I have water on hand. So, this episode made me think of an episode of Little House on the Prairie. It's, I believe it's from season four. Let me... Double check. You know, I am a thousand percent wrong. It's season three, episode eight, entitled Fred. So this episode is just, it's so funny. I just want to, to save him from Farmer Parsons, you know, he's going to take care of that. It's a goat. It's not a donkey this time around. Laura takes a cantankerous billy goat in trade for doing chores for Mrs. Parsons, names him Fred, and finds much to her dismay, that mischievous Fred's constant companion is trouble. In other words, he likes to headbutt people. Like, butt them in the butt. Head to the butt. And knock them over. And the reason I kind of wanted to share this is it just made me think of Michelle with that traveling petting zoo and the guy, whoever the carny is, if it is a carny, taking her for all the money she has. Granted, she did say she had $221, but... This guy, Mr. Parsons, is surprised that when he goes to pay Laura for the work she's done for his wife, she says, well, I'd be more than happy to give up that money that you owe me in trade for this goat. And the way he kind of spins this tale about saying like, oh, well, this, this goat is like one of the last of his kind. It's just the way that he's just buttering Laura up with like, oh, this goat just really taken to you. He just, he, he, he loves you, girl. I just, I want to play it because it's so, it's just funny. It just makes me think of Michelle and just, she didn't have to be convinced to take that, that donkey. I mean, the sign said you petted, you bought it. Or the guy said you petted, you bought it. But I just, this is just funny. It's dead. 
I reckon, though, it's kind of silly. Him being as mean and ornery as you say. You mean to tell me that you'd... that you trade for this wall-eyed grass chewer instead of taking cash money? Well, now, maybe I've been bearing down a mite heavy on his mean points. And anyone can plainly see that you got an eye for prime goat types. I do? You sure do. Actually, what I got here is an extra special goat. You do? Yep. The last of his kind. He's so special. Why are you going to shoot him? Well, me and him are like flint and steel and fire and water. We don't get along. Never did get along. Now, just look at that. Look at that. I sure would hate to shoot him after watching the way he's turning them big brown eyes on you. He does sort of like me. Like you? Like you, honey, that there's pure adoration. That's plum love. Now, what's it gonna be, Laura? Plum up to you. Are you gonna take these here few paltry coins, or are you gonna save the life of that extra special, only one of his kind goat that anyone can plainly see has took to you like a hornworm to a, to a tomato? That's it, a hornworm to a tomato. And honey, that's a lot of tooking. Well, I guess I'll take the goat. <laughs> Laura, what on earth is that? Well, it's a goat. Well, I know it's a goat, but what are you doing with it? Well, I haven't quite figured that out exactly yet. Well, he, he's kind of nice, don't you think? I want to know where you got him. Well, he belonged to Mr. Parsons. You see, he didn't like Mr. Parsons, and Mr. Parsons didn't like him. Well, anyway, it was kind of like water and oil or flint and steel. Well, if I hadn't been there then, he would be dead right now. I saved his life. You saved Mr. Parsons' life? <laughs> no, silly, the goats. Are you listening? Well, anyway, he's a very special goat. The last of his kind. He's quite handsome at that. Mm. And being a billy goat, you can give him a name that'll really fit him. How about William the Conqueror? <laughs> well, that's a good name. But I've already decided to call him Fred. Fred? Fred? Yeah, he, he kind of looks like a Fred. I'm not sure your pa will appreciate your having a goat. But you know how pa likes animals. And he's sure to like Fred once he finds out how friendly Fred is. Hey, that's it. I'll name him Fred the Friendly Goat. Well, why don't you take friendly Fred and put him in the barn until your pa comes home. All right, everyone have a great weekend. If you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And real quick, actually, I want to let you all know that I, the podcast, I, the podcast, <laughs> the All My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast just got a new review, and I'd like to read that out loud. Because I, I just, I love it when you guys, you know, review the podcast. It just, it makes me feel so happy inside and just so, just so happy. So let me get to it. Titled Fuller House and Full House. This was on Thursday by Beauty and Belle. Gives it five stars. Says, hi, love Fuller House and Full House. I watch episodes every day and every night. Thank you so much, Beauty and Belle, for your kind review. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, guys, it's that simple. Just jump on your Apple podcast. Jump on your iTunes. Leave a review. 
use emojis, describe your favorite characters, episode titles, and I'll see if I can decipher them. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Have a great night. Again, guys, also, lastly, I know I haven't been saying a lot with the episodes lately, but honestly, just, just be safe out there. Just be, be, be careful with everything that's going on. Just I, I care about you all, and I just want to make sure you guys are just just being careful. Taking whatever precautions you have to. Bye-bye.